Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. A New Beginning Masterpiece Part 1 by Baines Chapter 01 Revenge is a dish best served cold. Isn't that the saying? Revenge is a dish best served cold. I was going to get mine, no matter how long it took. Sarah deserved it, Sarah. My fingers clicked over the keyboard, bringing up my bookmark to her online profile again. There she was, with quite a new life update. A new wedding ring was shining on her hand, her fingers wrapped with her husband Steve's fingers, as they stood in front of their dream house. After they had betrayed me, I hadn't realized what happened for a while. My ex, Sarah, who had dropped me without a word or explanation. Steve, once my best friend, who had suddenly moved away. My patent application, for an innovative, and if I say so myself, brilliant invention that I had spent my life perfecting, rejected because someone had submitted a similar one just a week before. It wasn't until six months after they left that my friend sent me a post, a picture of the two of them together, and I had figured it out. They had betrayed me, stolen my invention, and the tens of billions of dollars it should have gotten me, and run off together. I tore my eyes away from the post and over to the other monitor, scanning for errors in the code. I knew it was ready though. I knew it was perfect. I had spent the three years since my patent application's rejection working on it. My program to alter anyone or anything, turning real life into something like The Sims. All that was left was to name it. Oddly enough, I hadn't thought of that before now. I thought for a moment, and then typed out, MasterPC.I hit enter, and it was ready. My revenge could begin. I went to bed, ready for the next day. In the morning, I booted up my computer and opened the master PC program. Be the change you wish to see in the world, I thought with a smile. Probably not what Gandhi had in mind, but I brought up my own profile first anyway. There I was. The new program was working perfectly. Every stat and feature was there point five foot eight. Inch. Brown eyes. 270 pounds. One cavity. Dick size, max bench press, IQ, last book read, favorite TV show, it was all there. First change I made? Getting rid of some pesky toe fungus that had been bothering me for a while. I highlighted the text, hit delete, and started pulling off my sock by the time I was looking at my big toe. The fungus was gone. I smiled wide it worked. Then I set to making some other improvements. I had to admit, I had been skipping the gym a bit. Okay, a lot recently and hadn't been eating very well, as I'd been focused on finishing the program. Time to fix that I took myself down to a trim 160, and put on a bit more muscle. Not enough to look like a bodybuilder, but like I took care of myself. Then it was time to turn my attention elsewhere. First, I brought up Steve and Sarah's profiles. Input, effective immediately, you can only orgasm by imagining Sarah fucking someone else. The thought of sex with your spouse is disgusting, so revolting it will make you vomit. Neither of you will discuss this with the other. You are deeply ashamed of this, but the idea of Sarah fucking someone else is so hot you will masturbate multiple times a day, thinking about it. That's enough for today, 
I thought. I didn't want to just make her fuck me, or make her a brainless fuck doll. It would be so much better to just manipulate the two of them I wanted them fully aware of what was happening. A giggle brought my attention away from the computer. Outside my apartment window, two floors below, some of the local college students were gathering to enjoy the summer sun, have a barbecue, and play some volleyball. One of the girls in particular caught my eye she was stunning. She was wearing a jean miniskirt and a bikini top that barely contained her swaying breasts. Sweat was already beating on them, begging for a helpful tongue to lick them clean. Someone, her boyfriend, was tickling her, and she let out another shriek of mock protest as I watched, saying she was hot. Wouldn't do her justice. She was tall, with long legs I could imagine wrapping around my waist. Blonde locks flowing past her shoulders and down her back. Her breasts were large, without seeming obscene or comical. She had plump lips, and immediately my mind wondered what they would feel like to kiss, or what they'd feel like wrapped around my shaft. A good first test subject, I decided. I reluctantly tore myself away from my balcony and sat back down at my computer to give the master PC program its first workout. I clicked through the menus to bring up a new profile, set my hands on the keyboard, and then paused. A frown came over my face. Fuck! I thought. I hadn't considered using my program on strangers before now, only enemies, people I knew. I needed someone's full name in order to bring up their profile and begin making modifications. For a moment, I considered canceling my immediate plans. Was I really that horny? I had waited three years. As I spent every waking moment working on my program, surely I could wait another few weeks until Sarah was ready for me? Did I really need to fuck this woman I had never seen before? From down below, the woman's voice came wafting up. Brad, stop! The blonde goddess was playfully slapping away her boyfriend's hands as he chased her around. I imagined her slapping my hands away, failing to hold me back as I grabbed both her wrists and held them over her head. Then she'd be helpless to stop me as I slowly slid my no. I couldn't wait weeks. I needed her now. Dana Mitchell! You stop right there. Brad called back, chasing her around the picnic table. I grinned and typed Dana Mitchell into the program. After adding a filter for radius, I was able to easily find her profile point 5 foot 9 inch 3424-34. As toned from years of track. Prided herself on giving good head, but this was interesting she'd only had sex twice. I looked for some of her personality characteristics a plan beginning to form in my head. I could just order her. Come to apartment 4B and do everything the man there tells you, then forget it. But where was the fun in that? Sure I could make her a mindless fuck toy, living only for my cum, but that felt boring. Even with the master PC program on my side I wanted a bit of a game, a struggle, a chase. As I watched, Dana's horniness setting slid from 6 to 7 out of 10. Young Brad apparently knew what he was up to too bad he'd never get to see the fruits of his labor. Submissiveness, shame, measurements, aggressiveness, gag reflex. I could tweak any of them. Or all of them. I decided to save some time and give her a block input instead of playing around with all the separate levers. More detailed input could happen another time, when I wasn't so ready for it but I wanted her now. I. Poot. Find an excuse to leave Brad and the others, go to the nearby apartment building, 
and come up to apartment 4B.U and the man there have been dating for a while, and you find him extremely attractive, but he hasn't made a move yet. You had a date set for tonight, but you have decided to surprise him by coming by his place several hours before the date. Because he hasn't made a move in several dates, you are worried he doesn't find you attractive. I laughed out loud at the idea as I typed it out, or that he is going elsewhere for his physical needs. You are dropping by before the date with the intent of seducing him. You want to prove you are worth his attention. I hit enter, then reread the instructions. After a moment, I typed out an addendum. Input. You have decided that perhaps he has not attempted to make a move because he thinks you are too innocent, so it is important that you prove you can be a filthy whore for him. It turns you on to see him aroused, and you want to make him come there, I thought. That should do the job, but keep it more interesting than just wiping her mind blank. I had barely hit enter again when I heard a timid knock at the door. I forced myself not to run to answer it, and instead checked my hair in the mirror. I heard the knock again. I went to my room and pulled off my t-shirt, selected a nice black collared shirt the kind I might wear to a date. I started pulling it on as I finally made my way to the door. Dana was just about to knock again when I pulled the door open. I had only done up the bottom few buttons, and her eyes immediately dropped to my new six-pack abs. Oh, hello, Dana. Is it seven o'clock already? I thought we were dash. No, it's um high, she replied. She glanced up and looked me in the eyes as I continued buttoning the shirt up. She looked happy to see me but a little disappointed I was covering myself. I'm sorry, it's not time yet. I was just... Can I come in? This was too good. This girl could have been a supermodel. She was vastly outside my league, and she was clueless. She was standing on my doorstep asking to come in like an awkward twelve-year-old with a crush. Sure, of course, I said with a smile. I swung the door open wide and let her walk in. She turned toward me and slid past, accidentally, brushing her beautiful melons against my chest as if she were just squeezing through a crack barely large enough for her. Once past me, she turned, pausing a moment as she took in the apartment, her hip cocked to one side, accentuating her long legs. It's good to see you, A.G. Dash. I was cut off as she spun to face me, grabbed my face in both hands, and pulled me in for a deep kiss. I opened my mouth to accept her tongue, sucking on it as I moved one hand to her hip and the other to the back of her head, pulling her in. I'm going to use this hip to pull your body against mine, I thought. I'm going to grab you by your hips while I fuck you from behind. My other hand clenched a fistful of hair as I held the back of her head. All kinds of things to do with this. I could make her chin bounce off my balls, or I could push her face into a pillow as she screams. Finally, she broke the kiss. I'm sorry, that was more aggressive than I should have been, she said. Her chest was heaving as she breathed heavily with excitement. No, no need to apologize, I said, forcing myself, again, to play cool. It will be more fun to keep playing dumb, make her throw herself at you. I thought that we made our way to the couch, where she sat close to me, almost touching. She started reaching out to place a hand on my thigh, but I immediately moved away standing up to go to the kitchen. Would you like anything to drink, Dana? And to what do I owe the pleasure? I thought I wasn't going to see you until this evening. She looked over the back of the couch at me. I was in the area, and I just wanted to say hi. 
She lied. I was hoping. Can we talk for a minute? I pretended not to know what she meant. We're talking now, aren't we? What's going on? I had my head buried in the freezer, as if looking for ice for our drinks. She was silent for a moment, so I took my time. I was hoping we could talk about sex. She blurted out. Oh? I was talking with some of my girlfriends, and we were wondering why you hadn't. Um, why you hadn't made a move, as they say. She looked away in embarrassment. Her face and neck were flushed out. I sat down again on one end of the couch, leaving plenty of space between the two of us. Well, Dana. I started watching her. Her lips were parted, and she was practically panting. Oh my God, I thought. This submissiveness, this embarrassment, it's making her even hotter. I hadn't programmed that, though I could have, that was all her. I guess I just wanted to be a gentleman, you know? Take it slow, make sure I'm never forcing you into anything you don't want. As I accentuated, forcing, I was sure of it I heard her moan. Fuck that was hot. So much better than if I had just ordered her to get off on being degraded. I appreciate that every girl wants a gentleman, at times, she said, putting down her drink. But I just wanted to make sure I'm sorry, this is so embarrassing, I shouldn't dash. No, no, go ahead, Dana. What did you want to make sure of? I'm sorry I should dash. She started standing up, as if to leave. I grabbed her hand and pulled her back to me. She fell on my lap, her back against the armrest of the couch, my left hand, accidentally grabbing one glorious breast as she did. She looked at the hand, then up at me. I gently flexed my hand, giving her breast a squeeze. My whole demeanor had shifted, and she could tell. Now, I was in control. My right hand went to the back of her head and turned it to face me, as my hand left her breast and moved to grab her inner thigh. I leaned forward, brushing my lips over hers, but turned away just before it became a real kiss. Then I leaned forward so my lips were against her ear. Tell me, Dana, what is it you wanted to make sure of? What did you and your girlfriends worry about when you were speaking with them about me? I, I was worried maybe you were seeing someone else. We haven't talked about being exclusive, so it wouldn't be a problem or anything dash. She was blurting the words out, almost incoherently, rushing to reassure me it would be okay if I were fucking other women. I slid my hand further up her long, toned thigh stopping with my fingertips just under the edge of her miniskirt. And tell me, Dana, what if I was seeing other women? She flexed her hips, trying to bring them down into contact with my hand. She was desperate. I just want to at least be equal with them. We've been dating for some time, and I I think we should be taking our relationship to the next level. I want you to know you can treat me like anyone else you're seeing. She stared me in the eyes, mouth open, half a step from drooling. Like anyone else I'm seeing, Dana? You'd better be sure of that before you commit to it. I ran my right hand up from her waist, over her belly button, over her suckable tits and their erect nipples, easily poking through her flimsy swimsuit and up to her throat. I found the right spot of her neck and gently squeezed. Yes, anyone else. Treat me like anyone else. I want to be used, she panted. I have a slut I use just for blowjobs, Dana. Well, blowjobs probably isn't quite the right word. I text her, she comes over, I fuck her throat and don't give a shit if she gags or chokes, and then send her away with my cum on her face. 
I lied. With the masterpiece on my side, it could be true enough before long, but Dana didn't know anything about that. I can do that, Dana blurted out. If you need your cock sucked, you can call me. If we're dating, I dash. I'm glad you're okay with foreplay dash. She pouted. Her perfect lips frowning it was all I could do to resist pulling down my pants and fucking her face right there. No, I can do more. I just want to be here for your needs, she protested. I don't think that's true, Dana. You think so? How can you say that when you've only fucked twice? A moment of confusion crossed her face as she wondered how I knew that. I'd have to be more careful with letting information from the Master PC program slip out in the future but she let it go. I'm not against that I'm not waiting for marriage or anything. I just haven't met a lot of good guys. I pulled my hand away from her throat, letting the blood flow normally again. I placed my right hand on her toned stomach, then slid it forward, under the swimsuit until I was cupping her bare left tit. At the same time, I pushed my left hand between her thighs and then up to her burning pussy. She moaned, her eyes closed in ecstasy for a moment, then remembered she was here on a mission. She had to convince me she could be as good a whore as anyone else, and she wasn't too innocent to satisfy me no matter what I wanted. I can fuck. I have fucked. I want to fuck you so bad. Take your top off. I ordered. Why should I believe you? if you've fucked so little in the past. And be honest, don't just tell me what you think I want to hear. She pulled her top off and tossed it aside as she spoke. I had a boyfriend back in high school, and we, but then he moved away. I was going to fuck Brad today, but then I remembered I was supposed to come here. Brad was going to be my first in years OH. She moaned loudly as my fingers found their way around her swimsuit, and I abruptly pushed two fingers into her. She half sat up in surprise, and I took advantage of it by leaning forward to catch her swaying right tit in my mouth and suck. After a moment, I pulled away to continue her torture. You sure you want to fuck? You don't just want to have sex? Then I returned to sucking her hard, pointy nipple. Oh God, that feels so good. I oh God, what's the difference? I pushed my fingers deeper into her pussy, then paused and pulled away. The look of disappointment on her face as I pulled my fingers from her cunt and my mouth from her tits was pure gold. What's the difference between having sex and fucking? Are you seriously asking me that? You know what, maybe it's better if we don't dash. I stood up and turned away, pretending I didn't feel her grabbing me. Wait, wait, no, please, don't stop. I want to fuck. Tell me, please. Teach me. I just walked away, towards my bedroom. Take off your bottoms and come with me if you want to learn. She quickly shed her jean miniskirt and soaked bikini bottom and started walking after me that I held up a finger, stopping her, this blonde goddess, in her tracks. No. Don't walk, crawl. Her jaw dropped as she looked at me in disbelief. I could see the emotions playing across her face. She was so gorgeous, I was sure she had always been in control with any men in her past. Without the master PC program, I certainly wouldn't have had the nerve to make demands of her like this. But now I had it. I wasn't going to let the opportunity go to waste. I glanced toward the door. You can walk out there and leave me alone, or you can get on your hands and knees and follow me to the bedroom, and I'll teach you the difference between having sex and fucking. She didn't hesitate any longer. Dana dropped to her knees, 
then leaned forward onto her hands, and started crawling down the hall after me. This girl was insanely hot. What she was doing going to the local college, I don't know she should have been making millions working for Victoria's Secret or whoever. Instead, here she was naked, her tight, toned ass in the air as she crawled on all fours toward my bedroom, desperate for me to teach her the difference between having sex and fucking, when I was interrupted by a knock at the door. I frowned. My cock was so hard it was about to burst through my zipper, and I still had two fingers covered in Dana's pussy juice. This was hardly a good time. I checked the keyhole it was Dana's boyfriend, Brad. Fuck. I whispered as he knocked again. Dana? You okay? He called out. Dana stayed on all fours, but turned around to face the door. Brad? Yes, it's your boyfriend. What is he doing here? I hissed. He always takes care of me. She smiled. He's such a good boyfriend, Dash. But how does he know you're here? Oh, I told him where I was going. I said I'd just be a minute when I left. Fuck, I thought for the second time of the day. She had been here at least half an hour if Dana had told Brad where she was going and that she'd be back soon. It was no wonder he was worried. I thought back to my early instructions and realized my mistake that I had told Dana to. Make an excuse to leave Brad and the others. But I hadn't been clear that she shouldn't tell them where she was going or make sure she wasn't followed. Subtlety was all well and good for a slow burn, but this situation was going to require some brute force. Ah, one second. I called out. To Dana, I whispered. What is Brad's last name? Wasor. I sat down at my computer, sucked Dana's juices off my fingers, and brought up Brad's profile in the master PC. No time to be cute while the bastard was knocking on my door. I was going to hit him with a sledgehammer, not a scalpel. First, I maxed out a number of his personality characteristics. Submissiveness. 10 sexual shame. 10 aggressiveness. 0 patience. 10 gullibility. 10 then I went to the general input box, in case I'd missed anything. Brad, you know you can never sexually satisfy Dana. You encouraged her to seek out a real man and you are honored that she texted you to come up to this apartment and see the result. You have an extreme cuckolding and humiliation fetish. The man is helping you with a major favor, and you should regard him as a great, trusted friend. You will never hurt him in any way, and you have no problem with anything that happens in apartment 4B. I hit enter and went to the door, passing Dana still naked, on all fours, in the hallway. She smiled as I gave one toned ass cheek a gentle slap. I opened the door wide. Hey, Brad, thanks for coming up. Hey, great to meet you, he said, stepping forward and throwing his arms around me in a big hug. He glanced at Dana and smiled. I really appreciate you taking care of Dana, but I realized I haven't squared up. I was confused for a moment, then realized what he meant when he pulled out his wallet. Here's five hundred dollars, will that do it? I had told him I was doing him a favor, but I hadn't expected him to literally pay me for it. I laughed out loud this was too good. This rich prick was paying me for the favor of cucking him. Dana, what have we done so far? You fingered me and sucked on both my breasts. And you were about to teach me the difference between having sex and fucking, she answered with a smile. Oh wow, that's great. That's a lot, said Brad, looking proud. Yeah, so? I thumbed through the bills he'd handed me, pretending to think, 
then I leaned forward and lowered my voice so only he could hear. This is good for what we've done so far, but like, I haven't even let her suck my cock yet, you know? Oh, so, you'd want dash, yeah, I'd want to let her suck my cock. I mean, don't you want that? We glanced over at Dana together. She was still on all fours, desperate to prove to me she could be a good whore for me. Don't you want to see Dana gag on my cock as I shove it into her throat? I'm going to make her actually feel used for once, you know? She's gonna come while she begs me to face fuck her harder, like a slut. Brad moaned and came in his pants, picturing the image. After he came back down to earth, he said, You're right, I owe you more. He looked at me hopefully, asking. Right after, I could go and come back. Come on, Brad, don't push it, man. I put a hand on his shoulder, like his best friend in the world. I'm already doing you a favor here. Tell you what you go and get another one thousand dollars, and I'll let you watch while I rape her ass. He had been sharing a tender look with his girlfriend, Dana, but at my mention of her ass his head whipped around, staring at me, eyes wide. Oh, yeah? She's gonna pretend she doesn't want it at first, you know how these fuckwars are. So I think I'll probably have to gag her, maybe push her head down into the pillow, to keep her quiet. Then I'll dash. Brad moaned again and ran out, probably to phone his daddy with the trust fund. That would be an amusing conversation to listen in on, but for now it was time to turn my attention back to Dana. I led her down the hall to the bedroom, and had her get on the bed. Now, where were we? Ah, uh, yes, you wanted to know about my other sluts, and were promising you could do any T-dash. Dana surprised me. She sat up and faced me, and I trailed off as she gently placed one delicate finger on my lips. It seemed like she had found some confidence. Listen. I don't care. You can keep your other sluts. I know we've been dating a while, but I don't want to push you for being exclusive if you aren't ready. She sat up on the edge of the bed and spread one gloriously long leg on either side of me as I stood before her. I just want to be included. Maybe you thought I was too innocent to make a move on. She used my shirt to pull me close, kissed the side of my neck, and undid the top two buttons. But I just need you to know I'm not innocent. Another kiss, another button. I want to be in your phone on speed dial as best slut you can call me anytime, use my mouth, and kick me out without a word. Another kiss, this time a little lower, just below my collarbone, and another button came undone. I want to fuck you, and I want to have sex with you. You don't have to explain the difference, because you can do anything you want to me, any way you want to, anytime you want. She finished taking off my shirt as I stood silently, eager to see where she was going with this. Tossing my shirt behind, her hands went to my belt as she kissed the top of my abs in a wet, open-mouthed kiss. And you're not as quiet as you think I heard what you said to Brad? When you want my ass, you don't have to rape it. You can just tell me and I'll offer it to you, unless you want to rape it, and then I'll struggle and fight to make it good for you. My pants dropped to the ground, leaving each of us naked finally. She continued kissing down my chest planting another wet kiss on my lower abs. My cock twitched, hitting the bottom of her chin, leaving a trail of precum trailing behind. She chuckled and grasped it in one delicate hand as she shifted around until she was lying on the bed again. Now she was lying face down, spread sideways across my sheets, her eyes looking up into mine as her tight ass flexed. She smiled, 
knowing I was looking at it. Brad might be my boyfriend, and I was planning on letting him fuck me tonight, but something came over me. She sounded puzzled but I knew exactly what had changed for her. But now it's you. I want you. I want to be yours. I don't want you to think I'm innocent. I want you to think I'm a whore. I reached down and grabbed some of the soft blonde hair on top of her head and pulled. Her mouth fell open as she looked at me with hunger in her eyes. Suck my cock, Dana. Dana stuck out her tongue, taking a long, gentle lick across the head of my cock, leaving a long string of precum that stretched between my head and her mouth. She slurped up the strand, then opened her mouth and started lowering down my shaft. I looked down in surprise, not feeling any contact. She was looking up at me like the cat that got the cream as she slowly wrapped her mouth around my cock, but avoided touching me. She was trying to see how deep she could go before she actually made contact. As she played her game, I thought of my future. I'd have my revenge on Sarah, my ex, and Steve, my one-time best friend. I'd already used the program to stop them coming except when they thought of Sarah with another man and to make them find each other repulsive. Tomorrow I'd add another order, and keep building up until I had Sarah on her knees, begging to suck my cock. I'd make her pay me everything they had, one billion dollars at a time, for the privilege of getting my cock down her throat. Speaking of which, I grabbed Dana by the back of the head and thrust forward, by cock immediately hitting the back of her throat. She moaned and closed her mouth around me. It was warm, wet, Heavenly doubt I began to vigorously pump my hips, fucking this gorgeous woman's face like a pussy. She worked her tongue on the underside of my dick as I thrust and withdrew, working me into a frenzy. Every time I pulled my hips back, my dick was wetter, shining with juices. Every time I thrust forward, I could hear her gluck and gag as I hit the back of her mouth. I leaned forward, over her body and slapped her ass with one hand, still holding the back of her head in place with the other. She was taking the mouth fucking well, but it still felt good to remind her who was in charge. Slap. She moaned as I slapped her toned ass again. I squeezed, feeling the track star's tight ass flex under my grip. My god, Dana, I groaned. Your mouth feels amazing. You must not have been lying. You really do like sucking cock, but I can't wait to fuck your ass. I don't know if I can wait for your boyfriend to come back with his money to pay to watch. Gluck glug gluck gluckgluck she continued the vigorous pace I had set, then sped up on her own, thrusting her face up and down on my cock. Her hair and tits were swinging wildly as she made herself a slut for me. Oh, you like it when I talk about your loser boyfriend, do you? I leaned back so I could see her face again. She looked up at me and smiled around my dick blushing slightly. Where's your phone? Give me your phone. I ordered. She moaned unhappily and put both hands on my hips, trying to hold me in place and my dick in her mouth. S-L-A-P-S-L-A-P-S-L-A-P. I lay down three quick slaps on her ass. Now, whore. She quickly pulled her face off my throbbing dick and stood up, leaving a trail of her own juices, for a moment, stretching between her shaved snatch and my sheets. Oh, you like when I call you names too, don't you, slut? Your pussy is dripping as I use your face, isn't it? Despite everything, everything she'd already said and begged for, she looked bashful, embarrassed, cute. Yeah. She barely whispered as she found her miniskirt and pulled her phone out. What was that, slut? 
I asked, holding out my hand. She unlocked her phone and handed it to me. Yes, I like it when you talk shit about my loser boyfriend. And yes, I like it when you call me names, sir. I smiled I hadn't made her do that. Calling me, sir, was all her. She was looking at me, and I knew she could see how much I liked hearing it. Good girl, I said, testing the waters. She blushed again and looked away. What's your boyfriend's name in your phone? She told me, and I found it. Let's change it to loser. We should probably send him some pictures, don't you think? She grinned, still standing next to the bed. If you want. If you want. I looked at her and raised my eyebrows. If you want, sir. Good girl. I opened up her camera and snapped a picture of her standing naked in front of me. Her face was red from a mix of heat and embarrassment, and her pussy was glistening with wetness. Her makeup, however, was still mostly intact. We'll have to fix that, I thought as I hit send. I took a step forward, tossing her phone on the bed, and kissed her. I pushed my tongue into her mouth, urging her to suck it as I brought both hands up to cup each of her bountiful tits. After gently massaging them for a moment, I started to squeeze each nipple a little harder, until I felt her squirm. I pulled down and she followed, until she was forced to break the kiss and get down on her knees in front of me. I want you to play with yourself. Make yourself come for me, like a whore. I ordered her. She nodded and started to slide her right hand toward her pussy, while her left hand went to cup one of her breasts. You said you like sucking dick? Tell me about that. And tell me why you want to suck mine, and why I should let you. I picked her phone up again and started recording. She looked up at the bright light of the camera as she sat on her knees in front of my hard, wet cock. I genuinely like sucking dick. The feel of it in my mouth, the sense of power and control. She moaned as she slid her middle finger inside herself. I like that guys will do anything for just a chance of it. I can just get on my knees and they'll do anything. They're so unflustered. When oh god when I failed the final in my senior year, I just dropped my water bottle in front of the teacher. She trailed off, squeezing her tit with one hand. She had pulled the other from her pussy and was starting to gently rub her clit. I got on my knees to pick it up and looked up at him while I was there. I was just a few inches from his cock. Her eyes shifted down to stare at my hard, angry cock, just inches from her mouth and licked her lips. He stared at me, and everyone knew what he was thinking. I just held my mouth open and kept eye contact. He was so embarrassed, he gave me an A. That was when I realized the power OH I had. I took a small step forward, making sure the camera was still capturing everything, and slapped her face a few times with my wet cock. She moaned gently each time. Open your mouth, you fucking slut. Keep playing with yourself, I want you to make yourself come with my cock in your throat. She held her mouth open and stuck out her tongue, rubbing her slit faster and squeezing her nipple harder as I slid my cock into her mouth again. Mmm, she moaned as I once again hit the back of her mouth. I bounced off it a couple times, then, reluctantly, pulled my cock loose. Continue, I said, the camera still capturing her every movement. After I realized how eager guys were, I started promising it or the possibility of it, all the time. I'd get nearly any problem solved by pretending I might go on a date. I rarely did it though but it's different now. Different? 
How so? I asked. I slapped each of her cheeks with my wet shaft again. For the first time, I feel like I actually want to suck your dick, sir. She paused for a moment, thinking. Well, sort of. I, it's hard to explain. She looked down at my dick again and licked her plump lips. I want to suck your dick for itself, like for the sucking alone, but I really want you to think I'm a good whore, and I know good sluts are good at sucking dick. Does that make sense? She looked back at me, through the camera. I'd want to suck your cock even if it didn't taste delicious. Same with what you were saying about raping my ass. I don't really want a dick or anything there, but I'd happily do it for you. I want your cock in my ass, not for the ass-fucking, but because you want it, and I want to be a good whore for you. Do you know what else good girls do? I asked. I twitched my cock, bringing her attention back to it. She stuck out her tongue and captured a strand of precum that was about to escape. Tell me, sir. Please. My limp-dick boyfriend never taught me. Good girls don't just suck a cock or let it fuck their mouth. I said. They let the dick into their throat. You want to be a good slut for me? Then ask me to please, sir, take your throat. She almost flinched. I've tried, sir, I want to be a good slut for you and take it deeper, but you're too big. I brought the camera lower, to just above her face. Look at the camera and ask your boyfriend for permission to ask me to please, sir, take your throat. She looked genuinely afraid for a moment, but then steeled herself and nodded. Brad, baby, can I please have permission? I want to ask sir to please take my throat. Brad, please I want sir to fuck my throat. Can you please let him do that, Brad? Please I want sir's cock in my throat. I want to deep throat him, honey. I paused the recording and sent it to Brad, just as I heard a knock at the door. What now? I wondered. Chapter 02 Speak of the Devil I said as I turned away from the beautiful woman on her knees in front of me. Brad? I called. It's me. I have your money. I heard back through the door. Wait, I just got a text. I opened the door and grabbed the $1,000 from his hand as he looked at the video I just sent him from his girlfriend's phone. Yeah, that was from me. Come on in. I brought him back to the bedroom, where I'd left his girlfriend Dana on her knees. She had just been begging Brad for permission to ask me to take her throat despite claiming she liked giving head. She was apparently not an expert with deep throat. Sit there and don't move. I ordered Brad, pointing at a chair in the corner. Actually, turn it around first so you're facing the wall. Ah, dash. He hesitated. Now. And call me sir. I ordered again. He likes it when I call him sir. Grinned Dana. Good girl. I flipped through the stack of bills Brad had handed me. Remind me, what was this for? I knew damn well what it was for, but I wanted to make him say it. For watching while you raped my girlfriend's ass, sir, he said. Right, right. Well, I'll let you know when that happens, but for now, stay facing the wall. And check the video she just sent you skipped to the last minute. Your girlfriend had something to ask you. I looked at Dana and grinned. She smiled back, and we enjoyed a short break as Brad loaded the text. There were a couple bottles of water by the bedside table, and I offered her one, and started chugging another as we waited for Brad to watch the video. Finally, we could hear Dana's voice from the phone. 
she was asking Brad's permission to ask me to fuck her throat. Well, Brad, what do you say? Would it be okay with you if I taught Dana here how to deep throat? Please, Brad, honey, I want him to fuck my throat. How can I be a good whore if I can't even take a dick past my tonsils? He sighed and nodded. I could see he was getting hard at his humiliation. Of course, baby. You can ask him for anything. Dana started bouncing with glee, her magnificent breasts wiggling up and down. Sir, can you please push your cock into my throat? I want to feel your throat fuck me. I cupped her chin, looking down at her. I rubbed my thumb around her upper lip and she stuck out her tongue to try to catch it, drawing my thumb into her mouth to suck, as if to remind me what a good cocksucker she was. What will you do for me, Brad? I asked. Dana cocked her head and paused sucking. That wouldn't do I pushed my thumb deeper into her mouth until I felt the back of her mouth, then kept going. She gagged, but I kept pushing, controlling her head and whole body I pushed her back until she was pushed off her knees and sat against the bed on her, wonderful ass. My thumb was still lodged in her throat, and the room began to fill with the sound of her gagging and choking. Brad was also puzzled. What? What will I do for you? Yeah. You want me to fuck your girlfriend's throat, and she wants me to fuck her throat. Seems like I'm doing the two of you a favor. So, what will you do for me to do you the favor of pushing my dick into her throat until she gags? God, I loved my masterpiece program. A week ago this would have been unthinkable, but now it was going to be my new normal. I, uh, I can. He stammered and trailed off, trying to think of something appropriate to offer me. Cranking his gullibility up to ten was really paying off, but this wasn't exactly a situation that was covered in the etiquette books. I decided to take mercy on him. I need some names, Brad. I need the full names of the, say, twenty-five hottest women on campus. Cheerleaders, teachers, whatever you can use whatever criteria you want. Get me a list of their full names, middle names, nicknames, all of it along with the full names of whoever they're seeing slash dating slash etc. Okay? Oh, and also the full names of the ten or so richest folks on campus, and their partners' full names. I was correcting my earlier mistake I needed full names for the Master PC program to work. I would have to give it an update later on, but for now I couldn't just type in that hot brunette over there. So I need names of the hotties as well as names of the rich folks so I could get them to pay me. Yeah, sure, I can do that, Brad said. Good boy. Now, go ahead and listen for now. You can watch the rest of that video later, when you're alone. I turned my attention back to Dana and pulled my thumb from her mouth. Sir? She asked. Now that we have Brad's permission, would it be okay for you to fuck my throat now? Please? I nodded and reached for her head grabbing fistfuls of soft blonde hair in each hand. I guided her mouth back into my cock. God, your mouth was made for this, you know that, slut. She moaned in appreciation. I want you to start playing with yourself again. Make yourself come while I drill your throat, whore. She spent a moment rubbing both her bountiful tits, then slid her hands down her body to her pussy. Brad, did you ever try to get this bitch to deep throat? I pulled her head deep, keeping my cock head just against the back of her mouth for a moment, enjoying the sensation. She tried to swallow, and the feeling of her tongue moving against the whole underside of my shaft was incredible. 
No, I de- didn't, Brad stammered. I treated her like a princess. Oh, you mean your dick wasn't long enough to reach her throat? I chuckled, locking eyes with Dana. Well, here it comes, princess. She nodded, continuing to rub her clit and slide two fingers in and out of her dripping pussy. I held my grip on her head and pulled, exerting more force, forcing my dick past her mouth and into her throat. Her lips were stretched thin around the base of my cock as I pushed her nose into my pubes. Doesn't look like much of a princess now, Brad. She gagged loudly, her eyes watering. I felt a spasm go through her throat her body attempting to force my dick out of her throat. I pulled back until just the head of my dick was in her mouth, giving her a moment to catch her breath. Would a good whore be done now? I asked. Dana coughed and shook her head. Do you want to be a good whore? She nodded, and I pulled her back down onto my dick. When I hit the back of her mouth, this time I didn't pause, just continued pulling on her head at a steady rate. You can do it, princess. I smiled. Just open up your throat and give me it to me, you fucking slut. Dana moaned, rubbing herself faster. Come on, you cunt. Take it. Her eyes were dripping. Her throat was flexing on my dick nonstop, but she wasn't giving out. Dana was getting off on the treatment. Jesus, Brad. I laughed. Your girlfriend's pussy is leaking on my floor. She's so wet, playing with herself. I think she's about to come. You ever make her come like this? Ordering her to play with herself while she gagged on your cock? He was staring so hard at the wall I thought it might start burning. No, we never did that. Why not, Brad? Not man enough for it? Dana moaned again and added another finger to her pussy while continuing to thumb her clit. What a slut you are. Look at yourself, slut. Playing with yourself while I teach you to deep throat. Your loser, limp dick boyfriend in the corner. She moaned loudly again. She was getting close, I could tell. I kept going. What a fucking whore. Only whores take dick in their throats, while they drip pussy juice on the floor. She was still gagging and choking every time I pushed my dick past her tonsils, but she was taking it. I pushed another inch in, stretching her throat wide. Her mascara was starting to run. You're such a fucking cunt, Dana. Cheating in front of your boyfriend. You begged, Dana. You begged me to fuck your throat. Who else but a slut would do that? As I asked the question, I pushed the final inch of my dick into her throat and held it there. Come for me, you fucking slut. And she did. She started moaning loudly around my dick, staring at my eyes, clutching her left breast and thrusting her fingers deeper into her cunt. She started moving up and down as if riding a cock, causing her other breast to begin wiggling enticingly. As she moaned, her vocal vibrations went through my dick. I looked down at her. Her perfect makeup was ruined, her red lips around the base of my dick, her nose touching the bottom of my stomach. Her boyfriend was in the corner, listening but looking away. She swallowed, her tongue sliding all around my shaft, tipping me over the edge. Oh my god! I cried. I'm gonna fucking coo him. I pulled my cock out of her throat and thrust it deep again, all the way to the root. A loud gluck echoed through the room. I did it again and again. Gluck gluck Dana's throat twitched as I fucked it. I was using her throat like a fleshlight, just a hole to fuck. I came. 
my cock pulsed, spurting a thick load directly into Dana's stomach. Again and again, gluck after gluck, I pulled my dick out of her throat and thrust it in again, coming all the while. Finally, slowly, when I could see again, I pulled my cock from her throat. She chased after it, sucking the last drops clean and licking up every drop before finally releasing my dick from her mouth with a satisfied smile. In the corner, Brad quietly moaned as he came in his pants a second time. Was that good, sir? She asked. I collapsed on the bed, and she crawled up to snuggle next to me, her beautiful tits pressed against my chest. Yeah, Dana. That was good. You're a good slut, good girl. She blushed and buried her face in my chest quite an amusing juxtaposition from the come-hungry whore she'd been just a few moments before. A few moments passed with perfect silence. Then I noticed Dana was looking down, and she sighed in what sounded like possible disappointment. I looked down and saw what she was looking at my softening cock. So, I guess all that talk of ass rape will have to wait for another day, she asked. It's okay, that's totally fine. I paused, thinking. Give me a moment. I stood up and walked back to my computer, set up in the living room. I brought up my own profile. I scrolled through the list of characteristics the Master PC program had for me. This program, my own invention, continued to surprise me. I had programmed it to learn and grow on its own to replicate everyone's stats in better and better ways, so I wasn't shocked to see newer more detailed options available, but I was shocked to see just how many new options I had already. I clicked on the sex menu, and dozens of drop-down selections appeared. I found what I was looking for, sexual stamina. I gave myself a couple extra points there, so I could last as long as I wanted to. Then, even better, I found sexual recuperation with a couple extra points there. I'd be ready for Dana again in no time. While I was there, I brought up Sarah and Steve again. I had given them modifications to find each other repulsive and only come to thoughts of Sarah with another man just hours ago, but hey, I was here. I wanted to move forward with the larger revenge plan again. After a moment of thought, I brought up Sarah's input. You find yourself daydreaming, remembering past sexual partners. You'll remember being with me and begin masturbating. From now on, The only way you can orgasm is by remembering times my cock was in you. I hit enter and went back down the hallway to Dana and Brad. Dana was still spread across the bed on her stomach, her tight, runner's ass exposed and inviting. She was looking at her boyfriend where he sat in the corner, facing the wall. She was putting the horns to him. I don't know if I've ever come so hard, Brad. It was incredible. When he came in my throat... I felt like a real woman, maybe for the first time. In the corner, Brad groaned. I was planning on letting you fuck me today, actually. She continued. I was ready to go all the way, not just oral, you know. I was going to let you finally push your dick into my tight. Wet. Hungry. Pussy. I quietly entered the room and leaned against the door, watching. This was incredible. I couldn't believe people in the stories I'd read would want brain-dead bimbos, when this was so much better. All I'd made Dana believe with the master PC program was that she and I were dating and she wanted to please me, and that she was worried I had other women since I had been such a gentleman I hadn't made a move. She'd done all the rest. Now she had come while choking on my dick, and she was joining me in turning the screws on Brad. 
Dana continued. But now, baby? I don't know if I'm ever going to fuck you. Oh God, whined Brad from the corner. He'd come in his pants twice already, but was sporting another tent. I joined in. Brad, come on, you paid me $1,000 to let you watch while I raped her ass. Do you really think she could respect you after that? I don't think I could. And you also gave me permission to beg him to fuck my throat. Remember that, Brad, baby? What kind of a man would do that? I wasn't going to do it if you didn't give her permission, you know. I said. I wanted to hear her beg, and she wasn't going to beg without your permission. My God, you're fucking pathetic. Dana turned on her side. Her breast sat high on her chest, topped with small, hard nipples. Looking at me, her breathing quickened and her nipples began to harden. Are you ready again? Sir? I grinned and walked over to the bed as she got up on all fours. She turned away from me, presenting the toned spheres of her ass. Is this how you want me, sir? You still want to fuck my ass? My smallest, tightest hole? Now it was my turn to groan. I grinned my soft cock and gave it a few slight tugs. I could feel the blood quickly returning to it. Only sluts take it in the ass, don't you think, sir? My God, this woman was incredible. I had gotten so lucky to find her as my first victim with the master PC program I hadn't realized before how turned on I got by dirty talk. Is that what you want me to be a little ass slut for you? Do you still want to fuck my asshole while my boyfriend watches? I thought a moment. Dana looked over her shoulder at me, head cocked, trying to figure out why I had paused. I didn't actually say Brad could watch while I fucked you in the ass, Dana. I said he could watch while I raped your ass. She saw where I was going with this, and grinned cruelly. She looked back at Brad. But sir, if I want you to fuck your huge cock into my ass... If I want to be your anal whore, then it's not really rape, is it? No, no, wait, Dash. Brad stammered. Shut up, Brad. I looked back at Dana. That's right, if you want it, then it wouldn't be rape. So I could keep Brad's $1,000, fuck you in the ass like a whore, and not let him watch. We grinned at the idea and Brad sputtered uselessly in the corner. Then Dana had another idea. But sir, what if I didn't want you to fuck my ass? I looked back at her, panicking. Had the master PC programming slipped somehow? Was there a time limit to modifications? I looked around for a clock when had I sent her the first instructions. That's my tightest, warmest, sluttiest hole, sir. Why, if you wanted to fuck me there, I might have to try to fight back, to wriggle away as your cock pushed its way into me. Now I got it. She was continuing to play with Brad, while also giving me options. She was letting me know she was happy to roleplay, if that's what I wanted. I walked up to the bed and grabbed her breasts. She moaned lightly and maneuvered around until she was on her knees on the bed, looking me in the eyes, both her perfect tits in my grip. You might have to time me up, sir. You might have to hold my hands above my head, push my face down into the pillow so I couldn't fight back, or tie my hands behind my back. I cupped both heavy breasts rubbing my thumbs gently over the growing nipples. She moaned lightly as I brought them up to my mouth. You could if you wanted, sir, you could rape my oh that's good, you could rape my ass if you wanted. I pulled the one breast from my mouth and moved to suck the other. What do you think, Brad? Do you think I should fuck Dana's ass or rape it? 
Brad, honey, we need you to choose. Dana chimed in. Brad whimpered. If he fucks my ass, you don't get anything for your $1,000. You don't even get to watch. But if he rapes my ass, baby, you can watch it. You can watch while I struggle, while he holds me down. He'd overpower me, force me, and make me take it. I dropped her left tit and brought my hand down to her cunt, roughly inserting several fingers. She gasped, but continued. Do you really want that, Brad, baby? Do you want to watch me struggle and fight? Get forced? Made to come again and again, against my will, with sir's cock in my ass? She leaned forward, resting her head on my chest as I continued to fondle her wet pussy. I bet you'd like that, wouldn't you? That's so fucking pathetic. What kind of boyfriend would want to watch that? She brought her hands to my crotch, gently pulling and stroking to get me fully hard again. I grinned. Fuck Brad, I thought. This is for me. I brought my hands up to her beautiful face and gripped her tightly, then abruptly pushed her roughly onto the mattress. No, sir! Please! She shrieked. You're done teasing me, slut. I need your ass, whore, and I don't give a shit what you want. I held the back of her throat, pushing her into the sheets. Please, no, no, sir! Her voice was muffled through the mattress. Dana struggled against my tight grip, unable to pull her head up. Her fists pounded the sheets uselessly. Brad stood up and started turning the chair around, but I stopped him. I said you could watch. Fucko, I didn't say you could face me sit back in your corner. There's a mirror there. I nodded toward a small, handheld mirror just a few inches wide, sitting by the table. Brad groaned in disappointment but sat down again, holding the mirror high to get the best view he could. You paid $1,000 to watch me rape your girlfriend's ass hope you get your money's worth. I pushed Dana's hips into the edge of the mattress and then grabbed her right hand. I roughly yanked it behind her, pressing it into the small of her back. Sir, it was just a joke. Please don't fuck my ass. I don't want to be an anal whore. I kept my right hand on her right wrist, holding her body down, but let go of her head so my left hand could grab a bottle of lube nearby. Dana used the opportunity to raise her head up and beg more loudly. She was gorgeous, even with her face covered by hair and with filth flowing from her mouth. Don't make me take your big, hard cock in my little asshole, sir, please. Your dick is so fucking big, sir, you'll stretch my ass out so much it'll never be the same. She continued to mock struggle and wriggle as I spread the lube across my dick. I squirted a bunch over her asshole and started pushing it in with my fingers, stretching her out as I did. Oh God, Brad, please. Help me. Brad, you're my boyfriend, don't let him rape my ass while you sit there and watch. Like some kind of pathetic, little-dicked, loser. Brad held the two-inch mirror high, moving it around to see as much as he could. He was rubbing his own penis through his pants, about to come again. Still think she's a princess, Brad? I asked. I laughed and lined my dick up and pushed into her. Oh my god! Dana moaned, feeling my shaft stretch her out. Slowly, I slid my cock deeper into her. Looking down, I watched my cock spread her ass open. Oh my god, I feel so full! Dana moaned, momentarily forgetting her character. I gripped her hip with my left hand and put the other on her shoulder, using both grips to pull her whole body back against me. I bottomed out, 
feeling the tight muscles of her ass press against my hips. Sir, it hurts, please. Please, sir, you made your point, you raped my ass. Don't fuck it so good you make me come while my boyfriend watches, sir. That would be so humiliating he might cry, sir. Please don't fuck my ass so hard, Dash. I cut her off by moving my grip from her shoulder to her mouth as I began to fuck her. Shut up, whore. You love it and you know it. You're about to come again, aren't you, slut? You just need a hard dick in your ass and you're in heaven, aren't you, princess? M-M-M-M-M-M-P-P-P-H-H-H. I continued to pound her, thrust after thrust, driving deep into her ass. I took my left hand off her hip and reached around her body, leaning forward to rest my body weight on her. My fingers sought her clit, making her moan loudly again. Hear that, Brad? Hear her moan? Your girlfriend is about to come while I rape her ass, like a fucking slut. I rubbed her clit harder, still thrusting my cock in and out of her tight ass. I could feel her breath coming heavier. She was about to come, all right. I took my hand off her mouth and grabbed a chunk of her hair, yanking back like reins so I could speak directly into her ear. I need you to come for me, whore. Come. Let me feel you come while I pound your ass like a slut. She exploded. I felt her clit twitch, and her ass clench around my cock it felt like a vice of hot velvet. Oh, sir. I'm coming. You're gonna make me come on your dyke. I couldn't resist sticking it to Brad again, so I asked her. Have you ever come this hard before, whore? Anyone make you come like that? No, sir. Oh, fuck. I've never come like this before. I was getting close, too. I pounded Dana's ass harder, making her tight cheeks jiggle with every thrust. Fuck, sir, it feels so good. Your cock in my ass, sir, it's beautiful. I kept thrusting but drifted. Mentally I was seeing the day of revenge in the future. It was going to look a lot like this. Sarah, begging for my cum Steve, in the corner, watching me fuck his wife's ass. Where do you want to come, sir? In my ass? Do you want to fill my little ass up with cum? I groaned. I was resting my forehead between Dana's shoulder blades as my hips kept twitching, reaming her tightest hole. Do you want my throat again? I could get on my knees and you could gag me again? Want to make me taste my ass on your cock, sir? Only you, Chach, only real sluts would taste their ass off a cock. I kept thrusting, getting closer and closer to the edge. Dana kept spewing filth, pushing me on. You know, you still haven't fucked my pussy yet, sir. I came. I roared, my cock flexed, filling Dana's ass full of my second load of cum. She wiggled her hips and flexed her legs and ass, greedily milking every drop out of me. I pulled out with a wet squelch and flopped on the bed, panting. She let herself drop next to me. I looked over at Dana she looked well and truly fucked. Her hair was a mess, her body covered in a thin sheen of sweat. She rolled over on her back, so we were staring at the ceiling together. I leaned over and again took her melon-sized, perfect tit in my mouth, licking the sweat from it. Put the mirror down, Brad. She ordered her boyfriend. As rape is over. I couldn't wait to see where the master PC was going to take me next. Chapter 03 A week later, things were moving along. I'd let Dana and Brad go, to either patch things up or not. I kept sending daily updates to Sarah and Steve, 
slowly modifying their minds. I was slowly getting them deeper into the idea of cuckolding. Already, Steve could only come from the idea of watching Sarah with another man. I made it so Sarah could only come by remembering times we had been together. I had slowly bumped up her submissiveness and her libido. Now she was masturbating for, sometimes five times a day, all while thinking of serving me and my dick. She'd get in touch with me before long, I was sure. In the meantime I was continuing to test and get used to the master PC program I had built. I had spent the last week having a lot of, well, let's call them, adventures. As fun as it was to watch someone's heart break as he watched me rail his wife or daughter, it was almost as good to break them with their checkbook. Making rich idiots sign over blank checks was great. I need a war chest at some point, and after going through most of the names on Brad's list, I had most of what I'd need for now. The sexiest woman I'd met with my master PC program was Dana, my first test subject. Her boyfriend had given me a list of the richest people on campus and another of the best-looking women on campus. I had saved the best for last one name had appeared on both lists. And it was a familiar one. After some digging, I found it was almost too perfect to be true. The dean of the college, the same Dean James Lothric who had happily expelled me for bad grades when I had been too depressed for class. I thought my friend and girl running off and my life's work being stolen was a decent explanation, but the dean hadn't even let me explain. Apparently, he had twin daughters, which Brad said were quite the lookers. I sat down at my computer and opened the master PC program and brought up the twins' profiles. Madison and Julie Lothric. Both twenty-two, seniors at the college straight as students. Both were on the sports team's Madison on track. Julie was captain of the volleyball team. Oh, and what was this? They were also both cheerleaders. I smiled, then almost dropped my coffee as I was startled by a hand pressing against my genitals from under the table. Oh, fuck! I jumped. An attractive woman was looking up at me from under the table, gently massaging my crotch and smiling. Good morning, do you have some breakfast for me? Maybe some sausage, with a side of yogurt? She must have been in the shower when I woke up I had forgotten about her and thought I was alone in my apartment. Last night's conquest some friend of Dana's. I forgot her name, but it didn't matter now. I looked down at her and nodded. She grinned and began pulling down my zipper, eager to free my cock and start sucking. I leaned back to plan how I would approach the sisters as last night's slut began to blow me. Both sisters were currently sexually active, it appeared long-term, steady boyfriends. Madison was starting to put pressure on her boyfriend to propose and Julie had just moved in with her guy. Their dad had met and approved of both boyfriends that looked like they all had dinner together at least once a month. And oh, this was interesting. The next soiree was scheduled for tonight. The beginnings of a plan were starting to form, but I still needed more. I kept scrolling through their profiles, confident Master PC would lead me to something, and I'd know it when I saw it. Faster. I casually ordered and the woman on her knees under my table redoubled her efforts, her lips flying up and down my shaft. The wet sucking sounds filling the room got louder. Both girls were competitive the highest competitiveness ratings I had seen and the program highlighted that they felt especially so with each other. Excellent, I thought. That was something I could use. I pushed their libido up, 
but left their competitiveness alone. They were both pretty strong-willed. I considered making them more submissive, but decided against it I didn't want mindless sluts. I wanted them to be feisty. I glanced over their bodily characteristics I could give them larger breasts, longer legs, wider or smaller hips, whatever I wanted. But I decided against it, and glanced away before studying them closely. It would be a fun surprise to see them, when the time came. Then I brought up the general input and wrote out some commands, trusting the master PC to translate it for me. Input, you will immediately break up with your boyfriend. Don't give him any explanation, just tell him it's over, and that he can come talk to you more at the family dinner tonight after. I checked the start time dinner began at 6 p.m., 7.30 p.m. I smiled, imagining the scenes to come, and reached down to grab a handful of hair. I pulled the woman deeper onto my cock, pushing the head into her throat. She moaned, happy to be used. I went back to the keyboard and continued typing instructions to the twins, you will be happy about the breakup, and feel freed ready to sow some wild oats. You will go home and masturbate, imagining finding a stranger and having a wild one-night stand. It's the sexiest scenario you have ever imagined, but you can't make yourself come. You'll be wet, needy, worked up, and horny when you arrive at your parents' house for the monthly dinner. You hope that you can meet someone, perhaps a friend of your dad's so you want to dress sexily, as sexily as you could reasonably get away with while visiting your parents for dinner. You're on the prowl for cock, and not ashamed of it. Anyone who tries to stop you from enjoying your sexuality is being a backwards fuddy-duddy, out of touch with the modern woman. They're being anti-feminist, and you owe it to your fellow women to push back against them. Then I found their inhibition setting and slid it way down I wanted them willing to do some things they never normally would. Speaking of sliding I looked back down at the woman between my knees. She was still staring up at me with reverence, hoping for my approval, but I could tell she was getting tired, too. She'd shifted positions to get off her knees and her makeup, so patiently put on earlier that morning, was running down her face. Her shirt and the top of her exposed breasts were covered in spit as it dropped down from her chin. Every time she pulled her throat off the head of my dick, a new glob of thick spit would escape her mouth and slide down her chin. I want to come on your face, I informed her. She immediately pulled back and started jerking me, the head of my dick just inches from her nose. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you for letting me fuck you last night, and letting me blow you again today. All I want is to please your cock like a good ah. She was cut off as I came, shooting a large glob of cum across her face. Again and again I pulsed, blasting her face load after load. When I finally slowed, she slid her mouth over the head again to suck it off every last drop, then started scooping my jizz into her eager mouth. I smiled and patted her head. Good girl. Her eyes rolled back in her head and she came. I was shocked for a moment, but then it came back to me I had forgotten I'd given her that trigger. But I remembered now who this was, how we'd met. Before I sent Dana and Brad away, I had asked Dana about her hottest friends. Dana had gone straight to a thirst trap she's taken of her friend here, and I had done the rest including, apparently, giving her a trigger to come every time I called her. Good girl. I had been horny and hammered her hard, instead of my usual preference of just using the program to set things in motion. Well, Charlotte, I'm glad to hear it, I said. I had a good time too but it's time to go.
Charlotte frowned as she scooped the last of my cum off her face and licked it clean. You know, sir, I hope I'm not out of line saying this Dana also had a good time with you. She was more than a little hurt when I told her you had called me. I thought for a moment then said, play on that. Tell her what a good time you had, how hard I made you come, how good my cock made you feel. Pretend you don't know what you're doing and you're just catching up with a friend, but make sure to remind her she had me first and make her jealous of you. Charlotte nodded and began heading toward the door. She might have gotten my cum off her forehead and cheeks, but her shirt and tits were still covered in wet throat spit and her makeup was still ruined anyone who saw her would have no question what she'd been doing. I looked back to my computer as she closed the door. I brought up dear old dad's profile. There he was, Dean James Lothric. I could still remember our conversation when I tried to speak with him after getting a form letter explaining I was expelled. I don't particularly want to hear it, I'm afraid, he had said. Everyone has a goddamn sob story, and between us, I don't give a shit. If you wanted some sympathy, you should come back with a more believable story than someone stole my invention worth billions. That's forgive me loser talk. I was going to have fun getting him what he had coming. I pushed his sexual inhibitions up to ten the merest glimpse of an ankle would make him blush now. A naked tit might give him a heart attack. Shame also went to ten. Submissiveness, gullibility, suggestiveness, and libido all went all the way up. Then I gave him some broad instructions. You have always been deeply attracted to your twin daughters. You want to have a passionate, incestuous relationship with either or both of them, but you know it's wrong and would never act on it. The only way you can come is by thinking about your daughters and you hate yourself for it. Even though you know they've had boyfriends, you still think of your daughters as daddy's little girls. They're sweet and virginal. You would do anything to see them happy, and almost anything to keep them pure and innocent. I am an old friend, and you trust me implicitly. You were thrilled to bump into me again recently, and invite me to family dinner tonight so we could catch up. That should do it for tonight's entertainment, I thought. The dean answered the door quickly when I rang the bell that evening. Hey, you made it! He exclaimed as he embraced me in a bear hug. Wouldn't miss it! I lied, hugging him back, playing the part of his old friend. I loved not knowing exactly how things were going to play out leaving my victims with most of their personalities intact so they were still themselves. Sure, I could have made him a drooling vegetable, or made him kill himself, but it was so much sweeter to tread lightly and be surprised by something like this a big bear hug. It turned out the dean was a boisterous type. Come in, come and let me give you the tour. He ended the tour in the kitchen where he was cooking up a big pot of spaghetti. My daughters should be along any minute. Have you ever met them before? No, I don't think I've had the pleasure. Are they pretty? A bit forward, I know, but I couldn't resist. His face went red with shame. Ah, uh, ahem, well, yes, they're quite pretty. I look forward to meeting them, then. The doorbell rang and we went to the door. He pulled it open to reveal a stunning brunette. I had deliberately avoided looking at the girl's physical stats, preferring to be surprised and trust Brad's opinion, and he hadn't steered me wrong. This girl was gorgeous. Hello, Daddy! She cried as she threw her arms around him. She was petite maybe five feet two inches or so, a trim waist and not an ounce of fat on her. 
I had told her to dress as risque as she could for attending her dad's for dinner, and she hadn't disappointed. She was wearing skin-tight red shorts barely longer than boy short underwear, showing off her well-toned thighs. On top, she had chosen a white tube top, holding her seeish cup breasts in place, and a small white collared shirt that was completely unbuttoned, leaving her tight midriff exposed. Her shoulder-length brown hair was done up in two pigtails any straight man would immediately think of using them as handlebars. She wore a bright red lipstick, drawing further attention to her pouty lips. Madison! The dean embraced her back, holding her chest against his for maybe just a moment too long before releasing her. He looked away in shame as he let her go and shut the door. I stepped forward and introduced myself as an old friend of her father's. Oh, hello, she said, looking me up and down. Madison Lothric, newly single. Her father coughed in disapproval, but she kept her eyes locked on mine. This girl was forward I liked it. Single, Madison? What happened? I thought you and Jason were talking about marriage. Well, I ended it I want a man, not a boy, she said, still looking at me. I smirked. She turned her back to me and bent forward at the waist, taking her time undoing both her shoes, making sure I had plenty of time to take in the view of her ass. Is that spaghetti, Daddy? Did you make your special sauce? She stood up and looked over at me. Daddy always has the best, most special sauce. The dean let slip a quiet groan as she started down the hallway, leading me to the kitchen by the hand. She approached the stove and took the lid off one of the pots. She dipped her finger in the marinara sauce, lifting up a good-sized dollop. Madison turned to me and held her finger out with a playful grin. I didn't need my arm twisted if this gorgeous woman wanted some foreplay before I fucked her within an inch of her life, she could have it. I approached her slowly, feeling the dean's eyes on the back of my head as I stalked my prey. When I was close to Madison I opened my mouth and let her bring her finger up to me. Oh wait! She paused and brought the finger back to her own mouth. It's so hot you might have to blow on it some to get it ready. She puckered up her lips into a suggestive O and slowly blew across her fingertip. Some people don't like to blow it to get it ready, but I don't mind. The sauce is worth the wait. She started to bring her hand back to me, satisfied with her double entendres but I caught her wrist. So small and delicate, I thought I could easily hold both her wrists in one of my hands. Holding her wrist with just enough force to let her know I was in charge, I brought her outstretched finger to my lips and sucked the sauce off her delicate finger. Hmm, that is good, I said. I turned to look at the dean, still standing in the doorway as he watched his daughter throw herself at me. Can I have some? Madison asked. I stuck my own finger into the pot and scooped up a taste, bringing it to her lips. She made another show of puckering up and blowing, then looked me in the eyes and said, Nothing tastes better than my daddy's special sauce. I pushed my finger into the O of her lips. She started sucking, her cheeks hollowing out as she swirled her tongue around my finger. I started to withdraw my finger, then pushed it in again. Madison took it without complaint. Hey, James. I started, still finger-fucking his daughter's mouth. When is Julie supposed to get here? He shook himself loose from his trance and checked his phone. She texted she's running late, but should be here soon. Good, I said. I turned back to look Madison in the eyes again. I'm starting to get hungry. 
Madison pulled out her own phone, tapped a few buttons, and held it out to me. Speaking of texting, can I get your number? I grinned at her and started typing in my info. Only if you text me why you want it. I lowered my voice to a whisper so her father couldn't hear. And how? Just then, the door opened and another female voice called out. Daddy, I'm home. That'll be Julie, the dean said, reluctantly pulling his eyes away from Madison and me. We're in the kitchen, baby. Madison scowled, not happy at the competition she knew was coming. Her fingers flew over her phone, typing out a message to me, presumably. Julie came around the corner and stopped abruptly when she caught sight of her sister and me. She was equally gorgeous. She stood the same five foot two, inch or so, had the same trim waist and hourglass figure, and the same handful but not too large tits as her twin. Where Madison had taken the instruction to dress like a slut on the prowl to mean showing as much skin as possible, Julie had gone another way she looked like a walking wet dream. She was wearing her cheerleading uniform. The short skirt went less than halfway down her tan thighs, and her top had a cutout window to show off her cleavage. It stopped just below her chest, leaving her stomach exposed. Hello, she said, holding out her hand for me. I took it and gently brought it to my lips, just grazing the back of her hand as I bowed slightly. My, such a gentleman. She giggled. I felt my phone buzz in my pocket a text from Madison, no doubt. I ignored it. Letting Madison think her twin had all my attention would drive her mad. You must be Julie. I said. A pleasure to meet you. Your sister here was just telling me she was newly single. Julie shot daggers over my shoulder at Madison, upset her sister had let me know she was available before Julie could. As am I, actually. As of just a few hours ago something just came over me and I knew I had to free myself up for any opportunities that presented themselves. She smiled widely, showing off her pearly whites and meticulously applied lip gloss, which gave her lips an ever-wet look. What about you? Me? No, I'm not seeing anyone. My phone buzzed again, and I could sense Madison was upset behind me. She had probably hoped I was locked up as soon as I gave her my number. So I kept going, putting fuel on the fire. I haven't given much thought to my love life in some time, and I was just thinking it would be a good time to go out on the prowl. I slowly advanced on Julie until I was standing just inches away. I reached out and cupped her chin, making her look up at me. What do you think, Julie? If I were to go out, looking for some hot young thing to take care of me tonight, think I'd be able to find any takers? Julie clearly wasn't quite the flirt Madison was. She had no witty retort or double entendre. She just nodded meekly and licked her lips. I pulled away. How about eating, James? Is dinner almost ready? He had been standing still, watching in awe and horror as I enthralled his second daughter. He was pissed. I watched him fight with himself, take a couple deep breaths to steady himself, and then make a decision. When he opened his mouth, he said, Yes, I think we're ready. Girls, could you please take care of serving? I need to speak with my friend for a moment. He gestured to a side door to the porch, and I went out to see where this would lead. The twins traded worried looks as we departed. Listen, you're an old friend. He started, but I can't say I approve of the way you're interacting with my daughters. I obviously knew exactly what he meant, but I played dumb. 
Interacting? You know. He looked at me, hoping I would help him out, but I stayed silent. It's a little sexual, don't you think? What? James, that's ridiculous. Whatever you think you saw, you're imagining it. Oh, come on. When Madison was serving you a taste of the sauce, and then you gave her one. That wasn't sexual? I pretended to think. Well, I suppose I could see how someone could think that. I mean, she did mention blowing several times, while her mouth was shaped like she was about to accept a cock. Is that what you mean, James? Do you think she was talking about sucking dick when she puckered up her lips, took my finger in her mouth, and sucked IDT? When she said she loved her daddy's secret sauce? The dean closed his eyes and bit his lip, struggling to keep control of himself. I kept pushing. Well, and if you think that, then you probably think Julie was doing the same. Julie mentioned being available. Did you think that was sexual, Dean? Do you think your daughter was throwing herself at me like a cheap slut, letting me know I could fuck her six ways to Sunday if I wanted to? James couldn't speak. He sat down heavily, reliving the moments in a mixture of jealousy, that it wasn't happening to him, and horror that his little girls were doing it with anyone. I approached and patted him on the shoulder. James, you're an old friend I would never seduce your daughters. In fact, you're an attorney, no? Still have a regular practice, outside the whole college dean thing? I'll swear to it. Draw up a legal document, and I'll sign it, swearing I won't seduce your daughters. Would that put your mind at ease? He looked at me like an angel, here to save him from the brink of death. I'm sorry, old friend. I shouldn't have. Nonsense. What kind of father would you be if you weren't worried about your daughters? Don't worry, go ahead and go to your office and draw up the contract, and I'll take care of Madison and Julie until you get back. I'll be happy to sign as soon as it's ready. We walked back into the house together, then I turned left to the dining room while he turned right, toward the home office. Both girls' faces lit up as I rejoined them. They had set the table for their father at the head of the table, me at his right side, and put themselves side by side across from me. Here, let me serve you. Madison jumped in. She picked up the pasta servers and bent over the table, letting her juicy tits hang beneath her, making sure I got a good look down her shirt. I wasn't sure if she had been wearing a bra when I met her or not, but she certainly wasn't wearing one now. Not to be outdone, Julie stood up and came around the table to fill my cup. It was set by my right side, but she came around to my left side and leaned across my body. Excuse my reach. She giggled as she pressed her chest against me. I could feel her breast through the cutout of her cheerleader uniform as she took her time filling my glass. I caught Madison's eye and remembered her earlier texts. I pulled my phone out to check. It was a picture she had snapped of me, along with the caption. OMG my dad's friend is so hot. The next text was a not very believable apology, explaining she had meant to send it to her friend's group chat. I chuckled that was one of the oldest tricks in the book. Julie caught me looking at my phone. Oh, who is that? Are you so you're single? She teased. Yes, I'm sure. I replied. I caught Madison's eye and said, No offers tempting enough yet to lock me down. Julie smiled. Here, let me give you my number. I handed my phone over to her as Madison scowled. I've always wanted to get to know one of Dad's friends better. Call me anytime, 
and we can, whatever. She passed her phone back to me, but I left it on the table instead of putting it away I had a feeling it was going to get a lot of use this evening. The twins' father walked back into the room and presented me with a piece of paper. It was a short but legal-looking declaration that the undersigned promised not to seduce the daughters of one Dean James Lothric. I looked it over, then back at the dean. Don't contracts have to include something for both parties to be legal? I asked. It makes no difference to me, but if we're going to put your mind at ease, don't you think it should be airtight? He frowned and looked over the paper again. To make it really solid as a legal contract, I think you'd have to be paying me something. No? Paying me to not seduce your daughters? Madison and Julie looked shocked. Daddy! They cried in unison. They started to protest how innocent they were. They would never consider anything of the kind with one of their dad's friends, etc., etc. But I cut them off. Ladies, I've heard there are regular bachelorette auctions for charity on campus. Have either of you ever participated? See, they were both nodding in the affirmative. I continued. What, may I ask, did you two raise? Ten thousand dollars, they said in unison. My goodness, that's quite a stack of change. Each of you took ten thousand dollars for a night with some stranger? I looked back at their father. How could you allow such a thing? Do you think the sick men who bid on them didn't think they were getting something for their money? They were probably expecting to push your daughters to their knees and cover their pretty faces and come, at a minimum. Just think of the rich strangers, your daughters obligated to keep them happy. These men, accustomed to getting what they want, resting their hands on your daughters' bare thighs as they drove up to some secluded spot. The dean groaned, biting his lip and closing his eyes again. Both the women were shocked at the effect my words had on him, and on them. It was clearly turning both of them on as well. Well, I hate to think what the girls might have felt they had to do to keep the strangers happy. I continued then shook my head. But anyway it seems ten thousand dollars apiece is the going rate for a night with your daughters. If you give me anything less than that then I'd be worried the contract wouldn't hold up in court and you might still be worried about something untoward happening, my friend. The dean nodded and shuffled back to his office. He obviously had a hard on and was doing a poor job of hiding it with the paper as he turned away from the table. Was he hard? asked Julie incredulously. What a fucking pervert, agreed Madison. While he was gone I took the opportunity to text Julie. Hi. This is your dad's old friend you suggested we meet up to get to know each other better. What did you have in mind? I got another text from Madison. You don't have to pay $10,000 for a night with me. By then the dean was back with an amended contract and a check for $20,000. I quickly signed it and looked at the girls, saying, Sorry, ladies, I am officially not allowed to seduce you tonight. Satisfied he had done his fatherly duties to keep his innocent daughters safe, James smiled and sat down at the head of the table and began serving himself. His daughters took turns sucking up one strand of spaghetti at a time, their lips puckered and their cheeks hollowed from the pressure, attempting to catch my eye. After a few minutes, my phone buzzed again, twice. Julie, We could do anything you'd like I'm up for doing anything you want to do together. Not quite as forward as Madison, but suggestive enough nonetheless. From Madison, another, mistake, sending the text to the, wrong chat. God, he's so hot. I fucked myself for an hour today and couldn't come I'm so horny. 
How do I tell him I want him to fuck me? I looked at Madison and smiled, letting her know she was winning. She grinned back and put her hands between her thighs, pressing her elbows together her mouth-watering tits were pushed together, making them look even better. So, I asked, how have you two enjoyed your time at college? Any fun stories to share before you graduate? They both glanced at their father. I wouldn't worry about sharing any provocative or risque stories think of it like confession. You have to get these tales off your chest before you finish the semester, don't you think, Dean? James took a deep breath and nodded. I promise, girls, I won't be mad about anything you wish to share. I know you're both adults. I have a good one. Madison piped up. Of course you do, you slut, spat Julie. Madison just grinned. Yes, it was a pretty slutty one, sorry, Daddy. Last year, after my boyfriend won the big game, we had a big party to celebrate. As it was winding down about, mmm, one in the morning or so? We thought it was just us, and I wanted to do something special for him to celebrate. So I got in front of him, slid down to my knees, looked up at him, and asked him if it would be okay if I sucked his cock. She was staring at me with every word, clearly trying to get a rise out of me. Oh, you sucked a dick once? That's so slutty, Julie interrupted. Let me finish. So of course he says yes, right? I mean, who wouldn't want my head bobbing in their lap, my mouth full of their cock these? She paused and ran a finger over her lipstick-covered lips, drawing attention to them. Wrapped around the base of their shaft? Yes, I can understand the appeal. I agreed. I looked at the dean, who was pointedly staring at his plate. James, wouldn't you agree a blowjob from Madison would be hard to turn down? James just groaned quietly, and I nodded at Madison to continue. So there I am, sucking schlong like my life depends on it. I don't ever do it halfway I had the head in my throat. I made sure to bathe his balls with my tongue, too. Oh, the dean moaned. Daddy, you're disgusting, said Julie. Madison continued, and suddenly we hear a floorboard creak behind me. We weren't alone. One of my boyfriend's friends had woken up and had come back to the living room. I tried to stop, but my boyfriend grabbed me by the back of the head, holding me in place. She looked at me, making sure she had my attention. I'm so small, I couldn't really resist if someone wants to hold me down on a cock, there's nothing I could do to stop it. I just have to take it all the way down my throat, if needed. Julie interrupted, clearly wanting Madison to finish so she could have her own turn. Then what? So my boyfriend wasn't letting me stop. He just patted the seat next to him, inviting his friend to sit down, just inches from where I was blowing him like my life depended on it. No one said a word, but the friend sat down, and then took his own pants off. My boyfriend didn't ask for permission, he just grabbed a handful of my hair, pulled my lips off his dick, and pushed me onto his friend's throbbing erection. I would have said no if anyone had asked but they didn't I just love it when a man takes control of me in the bedroom. My boyfriend stood up and walked behind me, pulled my panties to the side, and started railing me from behind while his friend made me blow him. The dean's eyes were closed, either in shame or trying to picture the scene. So one time you blew a stranger? That's your big, slutty story? Scoffed Julie. That's nothing. I had pegged Julie as more reserved than Madison 
so I was surprised to hear her speak so aggressively. My cock was already throbbing for release in my pants, but I was curious to hear where this went before I got my own release. Julie launched into her own story. Daddy, do you remember when I was failing advanced calc and somehow turned my grade around to an A? That was not by studying. Julie, my little girl, no. The dean begged her not to continue her story, so I pretended I didn't understand where this was going. But Julie, how could you bring your grades up if you weren't studying? She smiled. I learned way back in high school how badly every guy wanted to bang a cheerleader. Not just because we're usually hot lots of squats give us tight, toned asses and thighs, having a good rack is practically a prerequisite for getting on the team but because we're cheerleaders. Everyone really knows that we're half a step away from strippers just dancing and shaking our asses for the pleasure of the men. I looked at the dean. James, do you agree? Do you think there's something inherently sexual about a cheerleader? I gestured at Julie's uniform. Sure, she's wearing less than some swimsuits and her wonderful tits are on full display. But surely you don't think every man walking past her thinks of your daughter sexually? Do you think they want to bend her over, push her skirt up? and ravage her holes? He just bit his lip and gripped the table, unable to speak. Madison and Julie both looked at him with barely disguised contempt. I'm not sure I believe it. But anyway, please continue, Julie. She picked up where she had left off, as Madison began typing on her phone, pretending to pay no attention. After I realized the power the uniform had, I started wearing it when I needed something from a man. When I went to college, I thought I was ready. I had been a grade ahead in math since 8th grade. I had a great score on my AP test and SATS's math portion. But somehow this class was killing me. I couldn't get it. So one day I dropped by the professor's office hours, in my uniform, and asked if there wasn't anything I could do to get my grade up. After some back and forth, I found myself as his dedicated suck slut. After every class and once a week at a time of his choosing, I would come by his office, get on my knees, and crawl to him. I'd slowly undo his belt, his zipper, and his underwear to reveal his cock, and get to work. You think that's sluttier than my story? Madison demanded. You let some professor fuck your mouth, so what? That's not all. Julie added. It wasn't just that I sucked his married dick four times a week in return for a grade. Now it was her turn to make eye contact and make sure I was paying attention. I liked it. Julie continued. I felt useful. I was a good little slut, taking care of the important man's needs so he could concentrate. I hadn't realized it at the beginning, but by the end, I realized I'd have done it even without the grade. I liked it when the powerful man texted me a place and a time, made me get on my knees and suck him off and sent me away without a care for me at all. He didn't give a shit that my twat was begging for attention, he just ordered me around and used me for his pleasure. I picked up my phone, reminding everyone at the table that Julie had insisted on trading numbers earlier. He would text you, you said. Julie nodded, now seeming to look through me like she was in a lust-fueled trance. Just a place and a time, and I would make myself available for his cock. Suddenly there was a loud knock at the door. Julie! Baby! Don't do this, let's talk! A man's voice called out. Ugh, my ex! James stood up, his fatherly instincts to protect his daughters activated. 
Julie, come with me, let's talk to the man. He glanced back at Madison and me, clearly not wanting to leave us alone, but grabbed Julie's hand and began heading for the door. Wait a moment. I caught Julie's left hand as she walked past me. Why don't you take Madison first, and make sure it isn't dangerous? You wouldn't want Julie to get hurt if the young man was in the wrong kind of mood. After you talk a moment and get him settled down you can send Madison back and call for Julie. The girls both looked at me with confusion written on their faces, but realized they were both getting a moment of alone time with me, so they nodded. Seeing everyone else go along with my plan the dean nodded as well. He and Madison went to the door to evaluate how upset this ex seemed, leaving me along with Julie. I stood up and advanced on her. She looked up at me, immediately even more turned on, but frightened and apprehensive too, backing up to match my pace. I reached out with my right hand and caught her by the throat and pushed her against the wall. Listen, you little slut. Your dad might not know what you're up to, but I do you've been trying to turn me on all night, haven't you? She nodded. My left hand reached down and found her inner thigh, and started reaching up until I was pushing her short, cheerleading skirt up around her waist. Telling that story about the man texting you any time he needed his cock sucked, right after you gave me your number? Coming here dressed up like a porn extra? Admit it you want me to fuck you. She nodded again. Say it, I insisted. I want you to fuck me, she whimpered. Her hands reached out and felt for my cock, squeezing my length through my pants. You can text me anytime you need. I rubbed her pussy through her underwear. She was on fire. You haven't earned it yet. You want to beat Madison? You want to earn a fucking from me? She nodded. Go humiliate your ex, destroy his ego. Tell him you faked every orgasm he thought he gave you. Tell him his dick is too small, take your time and grind him down to nothing. Do that, and I'll let you have my dick. I leaned in closely and kissed her, hard, then spun her around and pushed her toward the door, giving her ass a hard slap as she went. A moment later she and her dean were outside on the front lawn, the door opened so I could hear everything, and Madison was running back to me. Finally alone, she said with a wink. I put my arm around her shoulders and began walking her toward the living room. Which of these is your dad's favorite chair? That one, she said, pointing at a nice, well-loved lazy boy that sat next to the couch, facing the TV. He always says that one belongs to the man of the house. I walked over to it and sat down, pulling her onto my lap. She giggled at first and then gasped as she felt my erection pressing into her thigh. Oh my God, you're huge. Is that for me? I reached up and began caressing both her wonderful tits through her thin tube top gently pinching her nipples. You have ten minutes to convince me to let you have it instead of Julie, I said. She promised me she was the best cocksucker in the family. Madison's horniness and competitive streak couldn't let that go. She looked at me and smiled, shaking her head as she stepped off the chair and grabbed a pillow, placing it between my spread feet. Then she crouched down on her knees and looked up at me, her hands on my thighs. I have never lost anything to my sister and I'm not about to start now. Let me suck your dick and you'll never want to call her. She promised. My member had been hard for quite some time, from all the teasing. It was dripping precum as Madison's small hands pulled it free and wrapped around it. She stared at it in awe for a moment, 
gently sliding her hand up and down my length, getting used to the contours. Then she pounced like a cat on its prey. She immediately dropped her lips around my shaft and lowered them until I felt her throat. Holding herself at the bottom, she swirled her tongue around my shaft, sending heavenly sensations up and down nearly the whole length. Em, she moaned in pleasure. She pulled herself off and went back to jerking me with her hand again just long enough to say, I love the way you taste. I might enjoy this even more than you do. Outside, I could hear Julie breaking her ex's heart. Yeah, I know we were together for two years. That's why it's even worse you never realized I was faking. Every. Single. Time. Then I heard footsteps the dean was coming back in. Quickly, I grabbed a blanket and threw it over Madison and my lap. Her head was still bobbing in my crotch, a wet squelching sound emanating every time she descended my length and hit the top of her throat again. The blanket wasn't going to do anything to fool anyone unless they desperately wanted to believe that their little girl wasn't under there. He paused in the doorway, listening and taking in the sight. I just stared back. Finally, he spoke, pretending he didn't know damn well what was happening. Have you seen Madison? I set my hand on her head, on top of the blanket, and pushed down to hold her in place. No, I haven't, old friend, I said. But it's good we have a moment to talk, just the two of us. You still have that contract? I gestured to the sofa next to me, adding insult to injury. He wasn't just pretending he couldn't hear his daughter gag on my cock, he was reminded I had taken his seat. The man of the house's seat. He reached into the inner pocket of his suit and pulled out the folded contract as he made his way over. Outside, It sounded like Julie had drawn a crowd I heard several gasps as she continued to cut down her ex. Seven inches? Who the hell taught you to measure? You're lucky if you hit four inches, you pathetic excuse for a man. I continued pressing down on Madison's head, letting her know I wanted her to take me deeper. I heard her take a deep breath in through her nose, then I felt her start to take my head into her throat. To the dean, I held out my hand then made a show of glancing over the contract. Just as I thought. I realized there was a bit of an opening for misunderstanding here, I'm afraid, old pal. You see, the contract specifies that I won't seduce your daughters. But it doesn't say anything about your daughters seducing me. He snatched the paper back out of my hand. I think we should, ah, oh fuck that's good, I think we should make a few addendums to set your mind at ease. The dean waited for me to continue and tried to pretend he wasn't listening intently to the wet, rhythmic squelch, squelch, squelch of Madison fucking her throat on my dick. Both your daughters have already let me know they're available to me. I'm afraid so I'm afraid it's too late to simply add a clause about resisting their advances. What's done is done, no. He looked crestfallen. But I want you to feel okay, and no I wouldn't lay a finger on your daughters. So, what does seduction usually lead to? He pondered a moment, unsure where I was going, but I cut him off as soon as he started to speak. That's right. Blowjobs. So, for your sake, because we're old friends and I care about you, let's modify the contract, let's add a clause that I will stop your daughters from giving me any blowjobs, to the best of my abilities. The dean glanced at my crotch, still obviously covered by Madison's head. He wasn't prepared to acknowledge it yet, however. 
And what would I have to offer you for this modification to the contract's considerations? You're asking me to turn down a sure thing blowjob from let's admit it a gorgeous young woman. Wouldn't you agree fuck your throat feels good that your daughters are objectively gorgeous, and any man would love to get a blowjob from them? That should be worth at least as much as the initial offering, no? Again, of course for you I'd do it for one dollar but you wouldn't be able to sleep at night if you were worried the contract could look fishy from any angle. Better to make it airtight and make sure either of your daughters ever sucks my dick, no? He turned red in the face and stomped quickly away, back to his office to type and print another contract. Madison threw the blanket off her head, pulled her mouth off my dick, and looked at me quizzically. You are going to make me stop giving you a blowjob? She sounded disappointed. I haven't even made you come yet. I smiled and assured her I had a plan. Get back to work, cocksucker, unless you want me to get Julie to take over for you. Outside, Julie was playing to the Gavin crowd as some of the neighbors came to see what all the commotion was. What kind of man can't make his woman come? Jesus, if that were me, I'd probably just cut my dick off or kill myself. Madison shot me a dark look and went back to work, determined not to let Julie win. She thrust her face down my shaft, slowing but not stopping as she pushed past the top of her esophagus, and continued until her nose was pressed against my pubic hairs. Fyuk, that feels good. I moaned. She tried to swallow, her throat and tongue rippling along my entire length. I am getting close. She swallowed again, then pulled off and jerked me at her face. Come for me. Come on me. I could hear footsteps coming down the hall the dean was returning. I considered covering Madison again, but decided against it. I was going to let him see. Keep going, I instructed her. Or I'll let Julie have my load instead. She nodded and continued begging, uttering a string of such foul language it would make the devil blush. Her competitive streak was overriding her natural desire to not let her father see her in such a position. Here is the contract, specifying that you will not let either of my daughters give you a blowjob, so as to preserve their anose dash. The dean cut himself off as he rounded the corner, saw Madison begging me to cover her face in jism. You bastard! He cried. You said that you wouldn't dash. I nodded and held my hand out for the contract, not stepping away from Madison. Her hand was flying up and down my spit-covered cock her red lips just an inch or two away from my cockhead as she eagerly worked for her reward. Her tongue hung out of her mouth, a ready target for my jizz. As soon as the contract is signed, you can rest assured I'll never let your daughters give me a blowjob, you have my word. You don't think I'd lie to you, do you, old friend? The dean rushed across the room and put the contract and a pen in my hand. I used the top of Madison's head as a surface to sign on, telling her. Sorry, Madison, you're no longer allowed to suck my dick. She sighed in frustration and withdrew her hand. She stayed on her knees, her face covered by my raging hard-on, looking up at me to see what was next. Here you go, James, that should set your mind at ease. I handed the signed contract back and accepted his second check. He sighed in satisfaction, and for a moment the three of us quietly held our positions. Julie's voice was still wafting in from outside. No, there wasn't someone else, but there should have been. And now there is. Finally, someone is going to treat me right in the bedroom. I can't wait to leave you alone and go find him so I can get fucked.
She started lewdly describing all the ways she was looking forward to me taking her, and I could hear her ex start sobbing. I brought the room's attention back. You know, Dean is your friend. I have to say that I think your legal chops may be slipping. I think you're starting to forget to cover every angle. How so? He asked warily, his eyes still glued to his daughter's face, positioned so near my member. Well, just because we're such old friends, let me show you. Now, you know that I would always attend to the spirit of the contract, not just the letter. But some people, of course, are not so scrupulous. They might see that the contract specified that your daughters would not give me a blowjob, but what is there to stop me from giving them a vigorous face-fucking? The dean's face fell as I grabbed Madison's pigtails and pulled her mouth back onto my cock. See, some men might see Miss Madison's pigtails here as an invitation, explicitly asking to be used as handlebars for ramming a cock repeatedly in and out of her wet fuckhole. I said as I started pumping my hips, holding her head in place with the pigtails, driving my hard cock deeper into her inviting mouth with every thrust. The dean's legs got weak under him, and he collapsed into a nearby chair, unable to look away. Daddy's baby girl, all grown up and being used like a cheap whore, taking a face-fucking like a champ. Madison moaned around my invading cock at the praise, and I could see a wet spot beginning to leak through her shorts. She was dripping. I thrust hard, pushing my hard cock into her throat. She coughed but reached up and grabbed me by my hips, encouraging me to continue. M-m-m-p-h, mmm See, this isn't a blowjob, is it, Dean? In a blowjob, the woman has some say about it, no? She's in control. But this? I looked down at the top of Madison's head as I used her pigtails to hold her all the way down, her nose pressed against my stomach, the full length of my dick embedded in her throat. Doesn't seem like Madison is really in control here. This looks more like she's nothing but a wet hole to fuck, half a step above a fleshlight, forced to just take it. I thrust my hips to accentuate the words, drawing a wet gluck from Madison's throat. And take it. Thrust gluck. And take it. Thrust gluck. Outside, I could hear Julie giving the final twist of the knife to her ex and send him away. As much as I was enjoying this, it was time to move on. I held Madison's head in place with her pigtails and delivered a final few thrusts before tossing my head back and roaring as I came down her throat. Madison's eyes glinted with pleasure at her victory as she swallowed repeatedly, sucking my load down. Julie walked back into the house just in time to see me release Madison and fall heavily back on the dean's favorite chair, my cock covered in Madison's lipstick. What the hell? she yelled. Madison grinned at her sister and swallowed the last mouthful of my load as she started wiping some of the drool off her face. I gestured at her smeared makeup. Dean, what are you thinking, letting your daughter look like this? She looks positively whorish. Don't you care what people might think of your daughters? His fatherly, protective instincts kicked in again. He stood up, crossed to Madison, and helped her up off her knees. Come on, honey, let's get you cleaned up. She shot me a look, clearly unhappy to leave me when she was feeling so needy herself, and even unhappier to leave me alone with her sister, but I just nodded to assure her it was okay. She looked at Julie and decided to make sure there was no doubt who got to me first. Your big dick, it was so good. I didn't think at first I'd be able to get it all the way into my throat, but it tasted so good I couldn't resist. Oops, 
and it looks like I left some lipstick on you sort of like marking my territory. She giggled, then allowed herself to be led away by her father to fix her face. The sisters traded icy glares as they passed. Julie had her arms crossed in displeasure but approached me all the same. I thought we were going to, when I came back? I nodded, and she looked confused. But you and Madison. She was cute. She clearly felt just as dirty as her twin, but she was so much more reluctant to say it out loud. Indeed, Julie, I'm nothing if not a man of my word. I promise you could have my dick if you tore down your ex, and you have. She took a few steps toward where I sat in her father's chair, the man of the house's chair, my hard dick still standing proudly erect. What about you and Madison? Julie asked. She said she was the best cocksucker in the house, and I let her have the opportunity to prove it. But we aren't together or anything. My phone buzzed another text from Madison. That was amazing I can't wait to do it again. Exo Julie rolled her eyes and took another few steps toward me, until she was standing next to the chair. Her competitive fires were burning as bright as her libido. She always was a liar. She sat down on the wide arm of the lazy boy and looked me in the eyes as she slowly reached for my lipstick-covered cock. Personally, I don't think it's fair to judge who is the best in the house, yet. I groaned as she started running her hand up and down my member. That's true. Unfortunately, I signed a contract with your father that I wouldn't let you or your sister give me any blowjobs. Julie's mouth dropped with disappointment. I reached up, grabbed her around her trim waist, and pulled her across my lap. She landed with her tight ass on my thighs, her arms around my neck. But there are still a great number of other things we can do together. Oh? She raised an eyebrow. What other things are you still allowed to do? My fingers found her pussy and I started slowly rubbing her burning core. She moaned lightly. Well, Julie, nearly anything. I grabbed the tight spandex shorts cheerleaders wear under their skirts and pulled it down the length of her toned legs. The only rules are that I'm not allowed to seduce you, and you aren't allowed to give me a blowjob. So, I leaned forward and kissed her, tasting her strawberry lip gloss. What else do you think is on the table? Julie moaned again as I returned my hand to her pussy, slid my hand past her underwear, and found her clit. We could oh and then we could dash. She gasped as I pushed a finger into her, my thumb still gently circling her clit. Hmm, I could. She trailed off again. I couldn't get over this girl she was so desperate but couldn't get over herself to ask for it. My phone buzzed again. Is that Madison? Julie asked. I pushed a second finger into Julie as I picked up my phone with my right hand. Checking the text, I saw it was a topless selfie. Madison had captioned it. Almost done putting myself together again. I can't wait to ride your cock. Don't let Julie have it first. I smiled and turned the phone to Julie, letting her see. She scowled as she read it, and she immediately scrambled up, reluctantly pulling my fingers from her dripping vagina. She stood in front of me, reached under her skirt, and pulled down her panties. She took a moment to work up her courage, then spoke. Let's fuck. Madison might have gotten your first load, but I want to be the first one to take your dick in me. She stepped forward, straddled me, and gripped my cock. If I could have gotten any harder, I would have. She rubbed my tip against herself, looking for her opening, then sat down, 
driving her dripping vagina halfway down my length. We both moaned. My two fingers were still covered in her juice. I brought them up to her mouth and pushed them inside. Fuck, Julie. You wanted to show me how you could suck cock? Show me. Suck yourself off my fingers. She moaned and started moving slowly up and down, gyrating her hips, getting used to my size stretching her out. She eagerly took my fingers into her mouth and sucked, twirling her tongue around my fingers, desperate to show me she could give at least as good a blowjob as her sister. When they were clean, I put both hands on her small hips and looked her in the eyes. Are you ready? Do you want it? She nodded and rested her head on my shoulder. Give it to me, she whispered, gently licking my ear. Make me yours. My phone buzzed again, but I ignored it. I pulled down on her hips, slowly and steadily pushing the rest of my hard cock into her. Oh, fuck, she moaned as I bottomed out. After taking a moment to enjoy the sensation, Julie started flexing her athletic thighs, pushing her body up and down. She was just moving a few inches, keeping her head gently resting against my shoulder. I checked my phone. Madison had sent another selfie, this time from above as she lay in bed. She had her mouth open, reapplied lipstick making her mouth look ready for another fucking, and hadn't put her tube top on. Daddy says my tube top is too revealing for a nice, innocent girl like me he's looking for something else for me to wear. I can't stop thinking about you, on top of me. Making me take your hard cock. Is that Madison again? I nodded. She's trying to get me to fuck her. My words spurred Julian. She sat up, crossed her arms in front of her, and grabbed the bottom of her cheerleading top. She pulled it off, revealing her succulent, bare tits. She pulled my head to them, feeding me as she started riding me faster. She pushed her body up until the tip of my cock was just barely still in her, and dropped all the way down taking my full length with every stroke. I'll show her who can fuck, Julie said. I want to be so good for you. I want to be your old fuck number one girl. I moved my hands off her hips and down, cupping her perfect ass cheeks, helping her lift herself off my cock. I pulled my mouth off her breast. Oh yeah? What will you do for it? Oh God, anything. I'll do anything. Just take me over Madison. Your story earlier, about your math professor was that true? I thrust up to punctuate the question, still holding on to the globes of her ass, toned from years of cheerleading and volleyball. She nodded and moaned, biting her lip. Her eyes closed, and her chest was getting flushed. She was close to coming. You like being on call, day or night, any time the powerful man needed his balls emptied. Just a hole for him to fuck, nothing but a living fleshlight? She nodded again. Yes, yes, I like being forced to be a slut. Blowing my teacher for a grade, totally out of control. He would just text me, and I'd come running, 24-7. Would you do that for me? You want to beat Madison, would you be my slut, anytime? Her breathing continued coming heavier. I pulled my right hand away from her ass and moved it in front, finding her clit as she rode me, making her moan loudly. Yes. Oh my god. Yes, I'll be your slut. Call me any time and I'll come to please your cock. What if I want more than your pussy? She groaned, her hips a blur, and she rode me. Anything. You can have anything. I'll suck you at 2 p.m., I'll fuck you at 2 a.m. 
Just. Don't. Stop. Fucking. Me. I saw movement over her shoulder. The dean and Madison had come back, Madison now dressed in a t-shirt instead of her tube top. At one point it might have been more conservative than her earlier get-up, but this shirt looked like her dad had found it in an old box of memories it hadn't fit her in a decade. It was stretched tight across her chest, the bottom pushed off her abs by her breasts. The two of them paused in the doorway, watching Julie's back as she fucked herself on my cock. I pretended I didn't see them. I kept my right hand on her clit, but moved my left over a couple inches so I could rub a fingertip over her asshole. What about your ass? I asked. I'd bet Madison would give me her tight little asshole. Would you let me fuck your ass if I called you? Just text you that I wanted to use your ass, fuck you like a dirty slut, and send you on your way? Oh God! Yes. I've never done that, but yes. She was covered in sweat from the exertion of riding me. She thrust her hips forward at the top of every thrust, grinding her clit against my thumb. I went back to sucking her tit and pressed harder against both her clit and asshole. She shuddered and came, hard. She bit down on the flesh at the top of my shoulder to muffle her scream and coated my dick in her juices. When she could speak again she looked me in the eye and said, not knowing her twin sister and father were watching and listening. Take me over Madison and yes, I'll be your ass slut too. You can have my ass if you want it. You fucking whore! Shrieked Madison, running forward. She grabbed Julie by the hair and yanked her backwards off my dick onto the floor. The twins began rolling on the ground, yelling at each other. I looked at the dean. James, James! We have to do something. Tell me, when they were young girls and would fight, how did you make them come to terms again? I'd make them work on something together their homework, a project. When they were focused together on the same task, they'd let go of their grudges and work together. He strode to the girls and pulled them apart. Julie had a grip on the collar of Madison's new, too small t-shirt, and it tore down the middle as they separated. Madison's t-shirt was left hanging from her shoulders like a vest, the edges just barely covering her ripe breasts. With the fight stopped, he got red in the face again and rounded on me in anger as I sat comfortably in his chair. He did his best to keep his eyes off my hard cock, Madison's lipstick rubbed away by Julie's pussy juices. And you. I thought, your contract. What are you, you, you? He was so angry he couldn't get the words out. James, calm down. I'm your oldest friend, I'd never betray you. I've followed every bit of the contract to the letter. Take a look you'll see. He adjusted his pants, failing to hide his bulging erection he was so turned on from watching his daughter's sexual acts. He pulled the contract from his pocket and scanned it. No seduction, no allowing them to give you a blowjob and dash. He pulled another contract from his pocket with a flourish. No face fucking. Oh my god, daddy, are you fucking hard? Asked Madison, staring at his tented trousers in shock. That's so fucking disgusting, daddy. What's wrong with you? Spat Julie. Listen, my friend. You might want to update that again you heard Julie. She was practically begging me to take her ass. He closed his eyes and bit his lip, his legs shaking. She was offering herself up to me on a silver platter, don't you think? Offering to be my three-hold fuck slut? She said I could call her any time and she'd come running, bend over 
and I could just lube her up and push my hard cock into her tightest hole. I faked being indignant as I rubbed it in the proud father's face, making him see the picture in his mind. Madison was staring at Julie, an upset look on her face. She said she's never even taken it in the ass before. She spat. She looked back at me. But I have I can take it in the ass all night, if you want. I could make it better than her, if you pound my ass instead. The dean was about to sit down again as his legs gave out under him, but I spoke to him. James, my old friend that doesn't seem like very prim and proper behavior, does it? Perhaps you'd like to update our contract again to include a clause about not fucking your daughter's tight, toned, hard, perfectly formed, delectable asses, no matter how much they beg me to? That way you could rest assured that they wouldn't get up to anything that daddy's little girls shouldn't. He just nodded, warily regained his footing, and started toward the door. I called out after him as he was about to turn into the hallway. I think we should up the compensation a bit though, don't you think? He paused but didn't turn. After all, the contract has to offer something of equal value on either side, or it could look coerced and be thrown out in a court. For your protection and peace of mind, my friend, we have to make sure that doesn't happen. He stopped but didn't turn. What do you think would be fair? What would an impartial judge think it was worth to give up fucking one of your daughter's asses? I looked back and forth between the twins. They both struck poses, trying to entice me. Why, I think I'd pay about seven figures for the chance. He stammered for words as he turned back to me. Eh, a million dollars? Even the twins were stunned. Their fuckable mouths dropped open this was getting into high dollar amounts, even for the likes of their family. No, James three. Three million dollars each, and I'll sign, promising I won't fuck your daughter's asses. He started to protest, but I cut him off. Isn't any price worth it to protect your precious, innocent daughters? To keep them daddy's little girls? He nodded and said, I guess retirement can wait. As he left the room, headed back to his home office to cut me a check for six million dollars and draw up another filthy contract. When we were alone again, I looked over the girls. Julie, topless, her fuck juices dripping down her thighs, her freshly fucked pussy covered by her short cheerleader skirt. Madison still had on her painted-on red shorts, her breasts playing peekaboo around the edges of her torn top. Well, girls, your father seems to think you need to work together on something. Any ideas? I looked pointedly down at my erect member, still dripping Julie's juices. With a smile, they both dropped to their knees and started crawling toward me. This was the life, I thought. Sitting in the man-of-the-house chair, two young sluts crawling toward my cock, competing over who could bring me more pleasure. Revenge was good. I took a moment to enjoy the sight, imagining my eventual revenge. Sarah should be calling me any time, and then it would be time to kick things up to the next level. But for now, I was going to enjoy the rest of the evening's delights. The girls approached my wet cock from either side, their tongues out, ready to lick me clean, then they stopped. My head had been thrown back in anticipation, waiting for the moment of ecstasy that never came. I looked down in confusion. Wait, what about your contract? Madison asked. Yeah, I thought we weren't allowed to give you blowjobs, added Julie. Her lips were puckered to begin, and she looked like she might cry. Ah yes, the contract. 
It forbids me from letting you give me a blowjob, it's true, but it says nothing about employment. So, I don't want a blowjob. I pulled out my wallet and handed each of them one dollar. I want to employ the two of you for your services as cleaners. Go ahead and clean up anything you think needs cleaning just, only use your tongues, okay? The girls giggled and attacked my dick, licking Julie's sex juices off me, their heads bobbing on either side of my lap. That's right, girls. I moaned. Clean it all up. Which of you can use her tongue better, I wonder? The twins redoubled their efforts. Their wet tongues took long licks up and down the sides of my cock. Jesus, girls. I groaned. Fuck, that feels good. Fuck, that's good teamwork. I placed one hand gently on the top of each of their heads. That's so slutty you're such good girls for me, especially you, Julie. Julie moaned and swirled her tongue around the head of my cock, slurping up every drop she could find. Madison pulled away and demanded an explanation. We're both licking your cock clean. Why is she better for you than me? She's licking her own juices up. I answered. That's pretty slutty, no? And I'm licking up my sister's pussy juices. Julie glanced up at me as she worked her wet tongue down the side of my hard shaft. I didn't answer Madison. Just leaned my head back and enjoyed the feelings. Madison huffed and dove back in. Looking for an edge in the competition, she went lower her tongue found my balls and sucked one into her warm mouth. Fuck, I thought. Asterisk, I'm not going to last long. Asterisk. I'm close. Girls, which of you is going to be the one to push me over the edge? Who's going to make me come? Madison raised her hand as she sucked my other ball into her mouth, lapping it with her tongue as she sucked. Julie made eye contact and opened her mouth, then closed it around my head. She licked the head and began descending, taking my shaft into her wet mouth. Very naughty, Julie, I said. You know no blowjobs are allowed. She giggled around my dick and continued lowering her tight lips until they were wrapped around my base. You're a very now fuck naughty girl. I might have to spank you. Both girls moaned at the mention of a spanking. Their vibrations traveled up both my balls and cock and pushed me over the edge. Oh fuck, I'm coming! I warned. My balls tightened, sending cum up and out of my dick. Madison managed to keep my ball in her mouth, moaning encouragement as she worked her tongue. Julie pulled her head back until just my head was in her puckered lips. My cock pulsed, blasting my load into her mouth again and again, coating her tongue. Don't swallow. I ordered. Julie looked at me quizzically, but didn't argue. She pressed her thumb against the bottom of my shaft and slowly slid it up, working the last few drops out of my softening shaft and into her mouth. Madison let my balls fall from her mouth with a soft pop and sat back on her heels. I think that one was a tie. Honestly, you two should share the victory reward. The twins hesitated for a moment. Neither of them were lesbians or even by they clearly didn't relish the idea of kissing another woman, much less their sister. I just looked at them, waiting. After a moment their competitiveness and libido got the best of them. They wanted to win, to be the best slut I could have if that meant doing something they wouldn't usually do, so be it. They turned toward each other and began to kiss. Tentatively at first, then more aggressively. Madison's red lipstick mixed with Julie's shiny lip gloss. Madison pushed her tongue into Julie's mouth, forcing her lips apart, fighting for her share of my cum.
James started down the hallway from his office, speaking before he came into sight. Here you go, old friend. It's all drawn up, six million dollar dollars. And you agree not to I can't believe I'm saying this not to engage in any cough anal intercourse with either of my daughters. I looked up as he rounded the corner and came into sight. His daughters were on their knees in front of me, one topless and the other nearly so, their lips locked as they passed my come back and forth. Enough had leaked out that it shone on their chins, giving their father no doubt about what was happening. I pushed my softening cock back into my boxers, did up my zipper, and stood up, leaving the girls where they were. I walked to James and accepted the check, adding it to the others he had already given me. That's great, James, I'm sure this will let you have some peace of mind that your daughters will remain as pure and innocent as the driven snow. He turned away, unable to watch as his daughters continued pushing my cum back and forth between their mouths, acting the slut for my viewing pleasure. I grabbed him by the shoulder and turned him around so he was looking at them again. I need something to sign on, I said mock apologetically. I stepped behind him and laid the contract on his back, using his shoulder to support the pen as I signed, forcing him to continue watching his girls. Say, you came up with that six dollars pretty quick, my friend. Mind if I ask how much you have easy access to? He shook his head. That was everything. I'm unbroke. I clapped him on the back as the twins separated. One long strand of cum hung between their lips for a moment before Madison slurped it up. That's rough, my friend. Still, can't put a price on keeping your daughters safe and sheltered. No telling what they might get up to without this contract to keep them innocent. He slowly nodded. I took the liberty of adding another clause to the contract. For them, after all, a father has to protect his daughters. I frowned and gave it a scan. I had been watching the slut competition so intently, I hadn't actually read it. There it was the contract now forbade all vaginal intercourse, as well as anal. That's great, James. Very protective of you. It was time for the final masterstroke of my plan. Remind me, friend as dean, you have access to the college's endowment funds, yes? The girls were looking at us intently, faces still covered in lust. Madison noticed a bit of my cum lingering on Julie's chin, grabbed her sister by the neck to hold her in place, and leaned forward to lick it up. The dean nodded and slowly spoke. Yes, I have access to the funds. I am in charge of cutting the check for new buildings, renovations, and the like. Keeping your daughters safe and innocent is important, isn't it? But isn't keeping them happy maybe the only thing that matters more to a good father? In the earlier Master PC instructions, I had given him a priorities list the only thing more important to him than his daughter's purity was their happiness. I walked toward the girls and showed them the contract. I'm afraid the evening has to end here. Ladies, this ironclad contract forbids you from blowing me, stops me fucking you in your juicy cunts, and even stops me being able to spread your cheeks apart and sliding my cock into your tight asses. I sighed heavily. Nothing more I can do for either of you. They both looked crestfallen. Unless. I just had an idea what if you were to convince your father to release me from the contract. That would make you happy, wouldn't it? They both nodded and stood up, approaching their father. Daddy, please rip up the contract. Begged Julie. I want to fuck him again. I need to show I can be a better slut than Madison. Madison chimed in also. Can you really let it go, Daddy? I swallowed his cum once well 
sort of twice if you count what I shared with Julie, but I haven't got to fuck him yet. I want to feel his hard cock stretch me open. I sat back down in the man of the house seat and watched the scene unfold. From behind, Madison's tight red shorts cupped her ass, perfectly outlining every contour. I couldn't wait to pull them off her and watch her ass jiggle with every thrust as I fucked her from behind. Julie was still topless, just wearing her cheerleading skirt. I could imagine wrapping my arms around her waist and pulling her back onto me whether my cock slid into her pussy again or her ass. I didn't care. Either or both. I licked my lips. Daddy, we know you got hard watching us swap his come back and forth. That's so disgusting. A father getting turned on by his slutty cheerleader twins? Rip up this thing and we'll be happy. And we won't tell anyone. I can't believe you're such a pervert, Daddy. You probably jerked off thinking about him fucking my ass, didn't you? Just rip up the contract, and it can happen. Please? After a few minutes of lewd begging, describing all the dirty things they wanted me to do to them and how happy it would make them, the twins wore their father down. On shaky legs he made his way to me, sat down heavily next to me, and held out the contract. This is a legal, binding document but it seems my daughters would be happier if it didn't exist. So, I'm going to rip it up. He gripped it by the top with both hands, but I reached out and stopped him. Wait, James, my friend, you can't just negate a legally binding contract. Think of the consequences. Why, if you tear that up, your girls would be free to suck my cock again. James groaned and closed his eyes, leaning back in his seat. I continued. Without that document... I'd be free to seduce them, push them back on a bed, make them beg for me, and then slide my hard cock into their tight, wet pussies making them come again and again as I fucked them until they couldn't see straight. James moaned. Both girls went back to work, asking their father again to rip it up, explaining how happy they would be. And let's not forget about anal. If you rip up that contract, how would you as a father have any peace of mind? Wouldn't you be worried that at any moment I might be bending your daughters over the nearest surface, their tight asses in the air, listening to them beg me to turn them into my anal sluts? James groaned loudly and a wet spot began to spread across his crotch. He had come from listening to my lewd descriptions. I chuckled. Listen, James, my friend, that's a legal document, and it's binding for all parties. Destroying it could be considered a crime. For your legal protection, as well as for the sake of keeping your daughters pure, we'd better keep it. James grabbed a pillow and pulled it over his crotch to cover the stain. His face was red with embarrassment. Yes, well, I appreciate that, my friend. But you see, my daughter's happiness seems dead set on this. So, what would it take for you to release us all from this thing? I thought for a moment, then answered. Three hundred and fifty-seven million, six hundred thousand... Four hundred and seven dollars? That that's exactly what's in the endowment fund. You can't mean. Please, Daddy, I just want to fuck him, said Madison, stomping her foot. Her movement made her torn t-shirt swing, revealing her peach-sized breasts for a tantalizing moment. His huge cock is so tasty. Daddy, I can't wait to feel it pound my little pussy. I've taken him in two holes. Daddy Madison only got him in her mouth. If I can get him to fuck my ass, I'll win. I want to beat Madison, Julie begged. James looked at me, defeated. I'm already broke if I gave you the endowment money, 
I'd be completely broken. I'd be arrested. I'd go to jail for the rest of my life. I clapped him on the shoulder and stood up. Oh well, old friend. I'd better be taking off, then hopefully you can keep your daughters happy some other way. The twins redoubled their lewd begging as I walked to the door, pretending I was going to leave. My hand was on the doorknob when he finally spoke. Wait, wait, I'll do it. I'll pay you $357,600,407 to tear up the contract. I smiled and turned around. Great, great, James, my friend. Tell me where is your room? The master bedroom? He gave me directions upstairs to his room. Why? I walked over to him, took the contract from his hands, and slowly tore it up. Because I'm going to go fuck your daughters in your bed. The twins squealed in glee and chased each other up the stairs to their father's bedroom, Madison stripping off her t-shirt as she ran. I started after them, stopping at the bottom of the staircase. I looked back at the dean he was sobbing quietly, his shoulders heaving. Take your time, my friend you can bring the check up whenever you're ready. Continued in part two.